I'm at yeah. I'm I'm wearing my Mad shirt right now. Do you guys have yours yet? I'm gonna yeah. murder you. <laughs> you know I we're live. We're gonna start the. Sh Can I start the show? Start the goddamn show. I don't know, Can Danny? I show? <laughs> Welcome to oh, another we live the whole time. Oh my god! How how many times are we gonna do this? Okay. <laughs> I say I'm gonna start the show, okay. and then I do this welcome thing that we always do, which lets welcome. people know, like, hey, the shit's starting, like, and they feel warm and comfortable start? and happy because it's you familiar. You guys feel warm and comfortable in the chat. <laughs> and then one of you guys feedback. You're watching the show at the same time. Oh, God. That was me. I'm sorry. Stay calm and stay in the mix. Let's just forget this whole episode and start this over. Is really good. Oh, that's so good about what we did. I, I thought it was be calm and be in the mix. Welcome. Be a little bit. How does it go, Neith? How does it go? What are the Welcome words? to Don't another edition of Mask Nuts and Mayhem. I am your host, the Outlaw LA Red. You can find me on Twitter <laughs> at. Okay, I'll just... <laughs> welcome to Madsen Mayhem. Sorry. I am the outlaw, LA Red. You can find me on Twitter at JustinHarvey75. You can find the whole show at MMMShow75. For some reason, everyone welcome here has to go with the 75. The Modelo Show. Hold on it. And this yeah. is Howard Finkel welcoming you to WrestleMania by Midway. All right, have we gotten the mayhem part of the show taken care of? Yeah, right? I already did the whole intro for you. You're All right, hold on. Let's this talk episode of Lucha right. Underground sucked a dick this week. Show right, us we got, we got important stuff to talk about this week. We've got some seriously important stuff to talk about this week. Jesus, we have thanks to for saying hi to me. All right, here's what we're going to do. Here's, I'm just going to reset all of time. I got this little handy-dandy thing here. I'm just going to do this and mute all these microphones. Welcome to another edition of Mass Mats and Ma'am. I'm your host, the Outlaw LA Red. You can find me oh on Twitter at oh Justin I am the new owner of this podcast. And you have been shot, my son. Oh wow. I was listening to audio from a broadcast too. It's weird. Carry, carry on, Justin. No, that was um, good. That, that, that I, I like. That's a, and at least that's relevant and pertinent because what we've got now is uh, a much colder place, a whole new Lucha Underground fashioned in the style and form of the old Lucha Underground. And it's time to break that some bitch down and figure out what the fuck just happened. And the first thing that I am going to do is I'm going to get rid of all the Mexican wrestlers. <laughs> Hey, too soon, too soon. They just died. It's too soon. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that though for sure. Um, throat hurts now. Oh, I, I, I'm I'm done for the rest of the show. <laughs> no more, no more uh, Papa Cueto. It'll, 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 it'll happen. It'll happen. Don't worry. Um, Do so hello it's to the same person or the same character oh playing the person. God. Okay, so look before I even get there, let me let me get some plugs out. Let me do the normal shtick, and then well, because we, we, I've gotten so many fucked up weird DMs about that stuff for the last months, for months that I want to talk about. Um, 
so let's let's talk about uh luchacentral.com uh, um for all your best of mmm show needs uh Except- i was hoping i was hoping the best of kevin cross would get up today but i didn't see it i sent it to Kleinrock uh in the am this morning to post but he's uh, getting, he's getting really close to his wedding though so it's forgivable you think he's getting cold feet no i think he's just gotta like get stuff done it's understandable. I want to give a shout out to my friend Adam who just got married. Wait, what was How's his name? Jim? <laughs> Let Jim do his own shout out for Casey's friend. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Reed. How's it going, buddy? Um, no. So anyway, check out LuchaCentral.com. We did run dead air. We did run uh, a best of EV dub that is very pertinent to season four. It was yeah. the episode where he announced right here before he publicly spoke about it anywhere else um, about the talent uh, getting their contracts relaxed so that they could work on television in the States for other promotions, which was a big damn deal. Uh, and it happened yeah. right here. I mean, that news was coming out anyway at the time, um, but we did have it exclusively from the horse's mouth and nowhere else. So um, check out that clip. That was really awesome on LuchaCentral.com. Yeah, that was when like all the newsletters ripped us off and didn't give us attribution. Uh, some of them did. Some of them did. Surprisingly, Just Ryan Satin was one of the ones who did give us credit. I was going to say the sheet did it. For all the shit that he takes elsewhere, he is, uh, he is surprisingly done right by us. Um, Shout out to LuchaBlog. Meltzer, hey. however, paraphrased what Lucha Blog said about it. And Lucha Blog attributed us appropriately. But he paraphrased Lucha Blog, did it slightly incorrectly, and gave us zero credit. And but but he did give us seven stars. He had uh, he had other sources too, though. Meltzer got his info from a few different places. I just uh, I seven stars. Me and J Man are gonna have to like update our six stars joke that we always do because now there's seven stars. Yeah, you don't still yeah. talk to J Man. Well, that's true. I don't talk to anyone. Um, episode one hundred of MMM Show is coming. Uh, we're, we haven't worked out all of the details yet, but we're starting to to get a game plan together. This is, what, 97, so 98, 99, and then 100. So three episodes from now will be episode God 100. Damn, there's been 97 episodes. I've probably been on like five of them. It feels like a lot. Unconfirmed but- rumor that a certain Lucha Underground champion may be defending the belt in an athletic contest on our podcast. Interesting. It may not happen. I don't. I mean, yeah, I don't. if you're if you're saying that Matt Stryker wants to come on the show and be embarrassed in front of our whole audience, I'm I'm down. Uh, I'm not wearing a hat today, by the way. That is uh, that is confirmed. Um, so that's coming up. I guarantee that tonight on this show we will be talking about Thunder Rosa. We'll get to that. Um. And I'm I'm betting that Brian will probably listen to this, and so I respectfully say, Brian, forgive us Sorry. for what we have to discuss about uh, Thunder Rosa, aka Cobra Moon tonight, because it has to be done. It was one of the uh, big moments of the show, and we want to make sure that we cover some of the good stuff as well as the bad stuff from the season premiere of season four of Lucha Underground, and Cobra Moon definitely falls in the good stuff department. <laughs> um. And oh, so yeah, uh, Klein Rock was supposed to run the, this best of Kevin Cross thing, which is amazing. I was in tears for all the right reasons uh, editing it yesterday. Um, so when that does finally go up on LuchaCentral.com, be sure to check that out because 
Kevin Cross is the uh, mystery Mr. X yes. in Impact, which just goes to show, I think, our influence. Like, look, what we said we said here on this show, what, like, I don't know, three or four months ago that Katarina was a locker room leader and a great personality and should be on television somewhere. What happens? Two weeks later, she shows up at Impact. We've been yeah. claiming that Cross needs to get on TV and that they need to use his psycho gimmick and somebody needs to look at his YouTube stuff and give him a gimmick based on some of the shit that he was already doing and bring him and put him on TV. Guess what? Impact did it. We've yeah, been... man. I've been saying how much I love Kikutaro on this show. Then they pull his fucking mask off and have him deliver a pizza. Correct. And then we said... Uh, we also talked about how sweet Mad was when it was in MDA and that how that was exactly what AAA needed to give them an injection. Guess yeah. what happened? It These things are probably all that. completely coincidental, but, you know, it's the wrestling business. We got to take it's a lot of coincidence, sure. though. I, I don't know. Like, I, I definitely feel like whenever I have a good idea and I talk about it on the show, someone does it. But I don't know, man. It, it's all good. Where the fuck's Jason the Terrible on the SoCal Indies, you motherfuckers? If you're going to listen to me. I want to meet Jason fucking terrible. Get my picture taken with him. We'll see if we can make that happen. And um, don't just get some guy and put him in the fucking mask. Cause I'll know. All right. I'll so know. we got to get to that. We got to get to impact today. We got to get to Lucha underground. We want to get to a little bit of money in the bank at WWE. Want to get to some UFC stuff because Jim's here. And we definitely have to talk a little bit about Colby Covington since we dedicated a large portion of our last show to his love of Philadelphia in Jim's honor but we should allow Jim to at least retort. But first of all, let's get to the Lucha Underground season four premiere, El Jefe. Um, I gotta say something right now. I'm watching the show on my iPad and Katrina is walking. Right. Okay, I can pay attention again. Katrina was on. Okay. So I, need um, I see that Paul London is in the background there too. At your yeah, we're place. hanging out. I guess Shout I out to that. Paul London. Go listen to his episode. Oh, God. That was like my favorite episode. No offense to anyone that's ever been one of our guests or future guests such as Sid. But I fuck. Oh, it's me on Byron's screen. What's up, Casey? Looking good, sweetheart. <laughs> um, Did you guys okay. know there's an episode of Witch Underground? This week called El Jefe. Yes, How let's talk it about it. So first, the opening recap I found interesting. Um, they focused a lot on the gauntlet storyline. Um, Dr. Claw yeah. was kind of, uh, I'll get you next time. Gadget next time. He did that whole shtick with Dario. And um, kind of recap. dad would get the voice. I mm. thought that it was interesting. The pieces that they chose to put that story together. I don't know what you guys thought about it, but you got the Dr. Claw kind of laying down the uh, the gauntlet for what he expected. Uh, wow, there's like a... I think my house is on fire. Um, there's a... Of what he expected from Dario in acquiring somebody to possess this gauntlet, and Cage was his choice. Um, looking back now, was that a bad choice on Dario's part? Was Was Cage not the right choice it didn't work out basically any choice that he made didn't work out because he's dead now yeah i have to agree but uh it was weird because i was watching um i joined in the live east coast uh feed of the show part way through but then um i watched the from the beginning off a of sling 
and it was on demand and i wasn't sure if i did a season three episode the recap really weirded me out it did not feel like this is last season yeah that's kind of what that was feeling like it was weird pieces that they put together at the beginning of it at least to me yeah i thought it was like oh this is going to be a season three episode about the gauntlet I, I just feel like you guys aren't properly using metacognition because it was to set up that this is what Dario's cheesy dad is fucking afraid of. And, um, oh, God, can we shit on that yet? Uh, okay, look, like, I got to I gotta preface everything I'm going to say about this episode. Preface. Preface. Whatever. I don't care, gentlemen. I don't care. It's neither here nor there. You you lost me on this. It's good. It's good. Okay, listen. Internet fans are dumb pieces of shit. I don't want to sound like one of those fucking Star Wars fans, okay? Like, I really don't. I don't feel like this show is like a fucking service industry for me. They can do stuff I don't like. It's all good, right? But I also feel like it's our job as this show because we are the show that sucks the least dicks and will say if we don't like something that uh, really, you know, if we don't like something, it's constructive criticism, right? And uh, we can't just let things slide because then we'd be like a lot of other podcasts that suck way more dicks than we do. And um, so, you know, like we we suck some dicks is what I'm saying, but not all of the dicks. And um, (laughs) in closing, I'd like to say that there's not going to be a lot of dick sucking happening in this episode. Um, But it's coming from a nice place in our hearts. You know, like uh, we if, if we're criticizing this, it's because we know they can do better. And that's what we want to see, right? And just because it didn't resonate with us doesn't mean it didn't resonate with other people. Shit, the ratings were fucking dope. So and you you really must want to shit on this bad because this is the nicest I've heard you talk about it ever. Oh yeah, um, it didn't so even make me honestly. It didn't even make me angry. It made me sad, and I'm just dealing with a lot of things after watching that episode. Okay, well, on the Casey scale, what does the episode get? Because it met your criteria. It yeah. did. It did. But you know what? When I dislike a show so much that my favorite wrestler beating the whole roster doesn't make me like the episode, there's something really fucked up going on. Okay. Well, then we definitely have some things to get into. Yeah. So um, I found it very interesting that they put in a soundbite in this intro of Dario saying, I'm not even sure that he's a man about Cage. <laughs> Are we yeah. going to go to the literal he's a machine on Lucha Underground? Nah, dude, we're going for straight up like we need some more diversity in the promotion. He's going <laughs> to be revealed to have a JJ, which is why he doesn't wear those moose knuckle trunks that he wears in PWG. No, he had, him on. They had to Photoshop them out in the promo picture of him. Exactly. You guys it's- know this. I would not know ever because- in my mind what trunks that Cage was wearing. Dude, when you didn't have any just... Yeah, God, when his dick and balls you. are basically on your fucking lap at a PWG show, you, you'll see some things, Justin. You'll start to notice all kinds of shit. I, but maybe, but anyway, they photoshopped it out because they wanted to sculpt that mound into a vajayjay is what I'm saying. That's what they're going to oh, reveal. You're saying they're trying to emasculate Cage? Yes. 
But we all know his lady has publicly talked about his wang. We know he's got a wang. In this in this universe, uh, she's she guys guys she's Phoenix's girlfriend in this universe. Let's not let's not be jumping to different universes right now. Hashtag. I think Phoenix's girlfriend has a thing for the machine. (laughs) (laughs) From the five five nine. Yeah. I love it. Um, all right. So also in the recap, we got the awesome um, Willie Mack Battle Royal win, which gave him the opportunity to fight for the trios championship since he came so close to the Lucha Underground championship so many times in the last couple seasons, but never quite got it. Um, a fate which I believe is now reserved for another Lucha Underground star, which we'll talk about in a few. But he got to team up with Killshot and... AR Fox or Dante Fox, who had just destroyed each other the day before, and uh, but they took home the 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 trios championship. So we're starting off yeah. hot with those guys. I like that part of the recap. That made me very happy. You know, um, it's it's kind of awesome because Willie Mack went very far in the trios tournament with Killshot and with Big Rick, and then right. no Big Rick trade up AR <laughs> Fox, but let's trade way the fuck down. Continue, gentlemen. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, no, it was like, I, I, I have trouble describing that moment because it was a little bit of an afterthought to people. I think after the season ended, once the whole Pentagon Puma, Johnny Mundo thing wrapped up, but it was so huge when it happened and we were there. Like we had seen these guys destroy each other the day before. There was no thought in anyone's mind that we were going to see these guys again. And then when they won, it was like you could hear Ewok singing the Yub Yub song. And it was like fireworks in the whole universe. Amazing ending uh, before it got recut kind of thing. And that moment to me, seeing that again at the beginning of this episode was almost bad because that set the bar really high for me. <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, oh, that was so good. I can't wait to see those three guys do their thing. Especially seeing Casey again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Does this mean that? What's that mean? I was going to say, since this is Star Wars, does this mean um, Son of Havoc is. The fucking garbage monster that lives in the uh, trash compactor because he's a piece of garbage? Wow, Casey is on fire with hot takes. I like Sun Havoc. I like Matt Cross a lot. I think he's a cool guy, and I think he's a talented wrestler, and I think he was put in a position. All to right, be we'll get there. We haven't even we haven't even discussed there. how he got there yet. So um okay, number one. <laughs> we spitting it out. What you shut the fuck up. I'm trying to listen to Justin. Oh, don't listen to me. Good lord. That's a that's your first mistake. Um, anyway, they also recap the big cash swerve in the, the big cash in swerve with Penta coming out. And uh, after Puma had fought valiantly to to win his life back in Lucha Underground, Pentagon just decimated him and sent him packing. And now he front flips all the way out of the ring in NXT, which I'm proud. I'm proud of him for moving on and, and not sucking. I, I like how the recap didn't even show him saying goodbye and dropping the mask. That was pretty fun. And I liked how I was in the recap and not in the rest of the episode because I wasn't there, but I still managed to be in the episode. You're that still was- in the episode. 
I have. I honestly think they should just cut you in from the other temple in like at least every third or fourth episode. Yeah, I want to say like a lot of people are like, oh, the crowd seemed dead. The crowd seemed low energy. They're watching on TV. So, you know, if they want to bring me in for some green screen work or some ADR, uh, I'll do some looping. Let's yeah. bring me in. I will also say that I wasn't there for that episode, too. So it seems like a lot of the crowd interaction was Justin and Byron. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a there's a reason for that. And we'll get to that, too. Um, so I, I also like the uh, the whole ending with our boy uh, Godfrey, Agent Winner, killing Dario um, and saying new management will take care of the gauntlet and all your other messes. Um, so, uh, you know, and Dario calling his papa like a bitch. Uh, continuity error number one, and I realized they didn't, I'm sure they didn't know what was going to happen yet, but his uh, father on the phone doesn't really have that much of a raspy voice. Well, because yeah, they probably Evie Dub playing the dad on the other end just for, uh, <laughs> or, or Skip. I mean, he was dying you know, of a gun trouble. Know. What if he called the wrong number? <laughs> New phone, who this? I, I don't know. If he, if he called the wrong number, would they be saying, Iho? Iho? I don't know. He could have called anyone. Let's be honest. Mother from beyond the grave. Pa- Papa Queto was getting his dick sucked, wasn't he? Eho, eho. <laughs> that that could be it. What in the world, I'm just saying. You see that cane? It doesn't really work that well below the Dude, waist. Dude, that's not a cane. That's just this fucking you know, huge rigid that, penis. That's his, that's his dick. <laughs> Why does it always go back to penises? Because it it's mass mats and dick jokes, according to Casey. I'm just, Nin- 97 I episodes, and you're, you're asking that now? 97 episodes. I also want to say hi to the other Lucha Gringo in the chat. What's up, dude? I've never seen you in the chat before. Oh, Gabe's in there? What's yep. up, Gabe? And and we got a lot of questions about... He's not the OG Lucha Gringo. He's the IG Lucha Gringo. <laughs> Instagram. Yes. I am not on Instagram. The show is Wait, on Instagram. What's his name? Mr. Krabs? No, Gabe. <laughs> oh, I see that now. God dang, you're blind as fuck, man. A bunch of Marty and Penta just go at it. That Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. All right, uh, so I'm going to get to my first pet peeve about this, this oh, episode. Oh, please do. Is it is it the horrible voice? No, it's 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 Winter and uh, Antonio Cueto being the only ones at Dario's funeral. Um, character aside, we can talk about whether you like the Antonio gimmick or not. I thought that this was a completely dropped ball. Um, I think Shit, this, I thought this, it, I I actually like this, Justin. I'm interested that in your. No take. one was there. I think yeah. that is that is grossly misinterpreting what the character turned into. Is he was hated and beloved, and it was obvious yeah. he was more like J.R. Ewing than he was some like you know uh, X Pac he- heel. Like it his funeral wouldn't be unattended. Now there's a way that they could have done this. They could have had it. They could have put some heel heat on Antonio by saying he closed it because nobody deserved to see his worthless piece of shit son. Or they could have had people come to see his worthless piece of shit son and just talk shit. And just Maybe. be like, yeah. I'm just saying, like, even yeah. to, even I get it. They need to keep the segment short. You're you're working with a tighter budget. You're not going to have some huge funeral scene. I'm talking about even within the confines of that. If the explanation is that Antonio's being a dick and has kept everyone from coming to a wake or a funeral, that's better than them saying, "Oh, we're the only two people here." That that's just bullshit to me. That is like a gross misunderstanding of your own character, in my opinion, because Dario 
it, it was so obvious on TV. Every time the guy came out of the door, there was a fucking pop. You know, all the way that all the talent bowed down to him and would suck his dick just because he was a person of power means to me that it is silly to have him with this lightly attended funeral. That was the first thing that pissed me off. And that was just flat out bad storytelling that had nothing to do with characters or overarching ideas. Uh, Jay has a good question in the chat. Why weren't we invited to the funeral? Yeah, we would have been there. And that's what I'm saying. And that's why I think it's I think it's a miss because obviously Dario was beloved even for his vileness which do you guys want to throw in a little behind the scenes on that with how the crowd was acting during the 10 bell salute or do you want to wait wait we'll we'll get there i just want to talk about this first scene first the the appearance of the of the character tell me what you guys think about this antonio character the makeup uh the whole thing it didn't really register to me that that was a real funeral like it felt really it felt like they were going in sort of a surreal um direction with the i don't know dude the they showed him in- all black they weren't it wasn't like in a room of sorts and the angles that they used and the way that it was it just felt so surreal i don't really it didn't feel like a real funeral to me like really I, do, you, do you not think it's just because they only had five dollars to shoot it yeah wait right. that the funeral scene reminded me a lot from the funeral scene in godfather 3 where i don't know yes. if you remember, but when they show the casket and you see Al Pacino next to it, you could you could literally see the split screen because where the casket is, it's a freeze frame because they needed the guy to s- sit still or whatever. So you see like no like film, like film grain or anything like that. It's just a still frame. Yeah. Reminded me a lot of that. Because you needed because- it black for that reason, right? Like to, to get the split screen working. But I do want to point out that, yeah, we do see the body and antonio in the same shot but yes. you don't see you don't see antonio's face in that one shot well of course not like because it's the same fucking actor but at the same time i think the way the scene was constructed for all those people who are saying antonio is dario pretending to be somebody else even though he's not actually dead i think that in the storyline dario is legit dead and Antonio is the legit new jefe, and we can put yeah. that to bed because I keep getting fucking DMs and texts about it. There's no, I yeah. don't believe that Dario is pretending to be Papa Cueto. So they basically, line. bottom line is they killed off the most interesting character they have on the show for um, Gary Oldman and Shang Tsung's retarded butt baby. And, uh, yeah, and Triumph the Comedy Dog's voice, throw that in there. Um, yeah, I, I okay, like when I read spoilers of this happening, because I didn't even try to read spoilers, but some popped up for the first set of tapings. And I'm like, okay, I'll see what people are talking about because there's a ton of comments on it, and people are talking about Antonio, the character, and I'm like, holy shit, this sounds hilarious. This sounds like right up my alley and something I would love. So I was so excited to see it on TV because I thought it sounded awesome. And then when I actually watched it, I'm like, Jesus Christ, no. It's it's, it's a tough one for me because honestly, even after a whole season of it, um, I got used to it for sure. Yeah. And I came to enjoy it to a certain level. But I can't honestly say that I ever enjoyed any moment of it as much as even some of Dario's worst moments. Right. I just agree. I just don't know. I don't know if it works. 
And I get where they're going. And I, I, I kind of like the whole almost going to a camp level with it and letting the actor do this other performance. But the makeup is a hard sell. I mean, to everyone, it just looks like, hey, it's that other guy in makeup. And that's why you still get all these rumors. And that's the tough part about it. I don't know that there's a way that you could have made him up that would work. Yeah, I think even if his makeup was better, I think if it was a different actor doing the role, I think it's just, it's it's not the best direction to go in. I would have had him be horribly disfigured and have to wear like a special mask. That's what I would do. Well, I think that's what they were going for with the eyeball. What were you saying, Meef? Because you got cut out. I think the... um makeup and everything was all right it's the hair the hair yeah. is so bad that it well and the facial like hair is real I, I mean he really did yeah. the facial hair that's him but the, the wurzel gummage straw hair is terrible and i agree with what gabe's saying in the chat that just from the spoilers i read i'm like oh he's gonna be like zartan and rip it off and fucking be Dario the whole time, but they pretty clearly showed Dario in a fucking casket at the same time as this well, dude. And, and this was something I never knew through the whole season. I felt like that could be something that is happening in a vignette. But after I saw this opening, it pretty much uh, killed that for me. And I'm pretty sure that that is not going to happen. Uh, that's just not part of the storyline. The storyline is Dario's dad runs the place. And let's be honest, this whole... Uh, this whole opening was designed to really explain away a lot of real world things. They had to explain the ice temple, which I thought was a good explanation. I, I dig that. He even, yeah, uh, I love, I love Papa Cueto saying, there's so many THs in a word with no THs that it was. And he had to do it in that fucking voice. In that gravelly ass yeah. voice. I, I think it came out there. They thought. Oh, he's been booked. You guys, do you guys want my? You guys want my crazy theory about how they bring Dario back? Yeah. Okay. You know how in the trailer we saw them clearly killing off Katrina. Yeah. That, no, that, I mean they saw. We saw her falling well, to her death but. without the medallion. Correct. Give the medallion to Dario. Fucking, fucking and, Dario taker. Let's and do I it. have that in my notes here is that I hope that somewhere Krista Joseph is sitting there with bleeding fingers, furiously typing away to fix this whole Dario thing. I have faith in Chris. I think he knows that how we're reacting right now. I think I hope that he knows that other people are reacting this way too. We don't know if we're buying the Papa Cueto thing. We don't care what kind of ridiculous sci-fi fantasy explanation you come up with for it. Bring back Dario. It's no, what sucks. We will forgive he- it. They didn't do this at the end of the season when they could have got some fucking feedback on it. They do it in episode one. The whole season's taped. You can't change shit. Well, dude, I don't think that that was to Chris's uh, liking either. The fact that he had four weeks to crank all this out. And and we'll get into some of those changes that he had to deal with on the fly that kind of fucked this first episode. Um, I think here's what I think is going to happen. I think at some point, no spoilers, Puma will come back and actually beat Pentagon during the season and as he raises the belt over his head he's gonna throw it on the ground pull the mask off and reveal that he's dario byron i have a question for you because i really don't know the answer to this is crack cocaine good i've never tried it you clearly have but i'm in florida dude Oh, oh, so the crack cocaine is really good down there. It's in the water. It's horrible, and it's in the water. It's horrible like everything else in this. Let me just cover a couple other points from this this opening segment. Um, I loved Winter with the the line, but remember the wrestling promotion is just a cover. This felt like a direct 
uh, attack to the people who keep forgetting that Lucha Underground is a TV show and not a wrestling promotion. I mm-hmm. thought it was basically paraphrased into the scene um and yeah. and spot on hilarious of like hey don't forget this isn't a real wrestling promotion this is some other sci-fi crazy ridiculous bullshit that yeah, other place was drugs. just a cover and, yeah and he, he talks about like you know protecting their cover of dario being gunned down by gangbangers so they had to move out of boyle heights which leaves the door open to go back there which eb dub has said on this show is a possibility for future seasons was he at the taco stand which was I was the first thing I thought in my mind when that happened was like, oh man, that's that's actually a little close to home. <laughs> that yeah. might be a little real. Um, and then of course, Winter reveals that Papa Cueto was actually the one who ordered the hit. Um, Which is the- weird. That felt like too many left turns in the same sentence for me. Because that makes I mean, they're just, they're just hot shotting storyline stuff so they can get into it. They only got twenty two episodes. They just want to get the shit moving. But it's if he the- ordered the hit, he thinks. It still has to be other people who did it, and it wasn't Agent Winter who did it. But why? Because he wanted it done in the first place. Yeah, but I mean, I think we're just covering storyline. They could. This is the kind of thing within a thirty-six episode season. I don't think that Joseph would have ever put into this scene. But I and think plus, this twenty-two uh, episode season. I don't know that he had a choice. Plus, Byron, Agent Winter works for the Order, and uh, Dario's dad doing the hit means that he's taking care of things before the order has to. Right. I mean, the next line is be ready. Our friend with the limo will be coming for war before you know it, which I think is the bigger takeaway from this. Like, Hey, there's a big, there's a big thing that's going to happen. Yeah. It's a little shit with Dario dying. You guys know what the keyword in there is war war. Janichiro Chinrayu fucking, 55 years old or 57 years old, however old he is now that he just keeps changing his furniture, his fucking finisher name. But Tenryu is limo guy uh, confirmed or as Stan Hansen calls him Tenaru. <laughs> I've always said Tenaru because of Stan Hansen. This is good because Stan Hansen, uh, can you get him on the show, Justin? I can get anybody on this show except for the 60% of the people that I try to get on the show that I never get on this show. Same that was a request on Instagram to get um, words use them. They come out of your mouth. You say check Instagram. Was oh, it Stan no. Hansen? To get Stan. Hey, Hansen. It, you saying folk show? The other big piece of <laughs> <laughs> the other big piece of canon, uh, I think that we got out of this whole thing is that, um, as obvious as this is, uh, Papa Cueto actually says, um. Any place, what does he say? He says, um, any place where the seal, the Aztec seal is, can be the temple. So apparently whatever he's doing to appease the gods or the order can happen at any place where the seal is actually in the middle of it on the ring. Which, I mean, is is fairly obvious, but it needs to be stated at some point within the canon of the mythology here. Also, uh, I want to just point this out since we're talking about the seal and it's in the ring. Uh, I, I don't remember if we've gone over it before, but I remember seeing comments of people complaining, why are the ropes uh, blue and yellow instead of black? It looks stupid. Number one, sponsored by Modelo. Those are their colors. Number two, yeah. uh, I don't know. I, like I said, I can't remember if we went over it, but it we've been told stupid. that uh, it's easier for the for all the luchadors to see if they're doing the high spots. Rope. Yeah, they like to see the second rope when they're doing spots. Yeah, and you know what? If it's a small aesthetic thing to make things safer, 
who cares? I don't know about safer, but I certainly think if you watch what Phoenix does in this episode with that middle rope, yeah, that, yeah. He, I, that I've seen him miss plenty of places that were darkly lit with black ropes and blah, blah, blah. He nailed some of that shit better mm-hmm. than I've ever seen him nail it. Maybe he was just showing out because it was the first Lucha Underground back. Maybe it was the yellow rope. Um, I wasn't a big fan of sitting in there and watching because you're looking right through the yellow rope and it's a little distracting. Um, but on TV, it didn't bother me so much. I thought the ring itself with the new lighting scheme seemed a bit bright. Mm-hmm. Um, the mat, and it was hard to even see the Aztec logo at points, but yeah. uh, it didn't It didn't bother me. And I kind of liked the new lighting. Uh, oh. I liked the way the new temple looked on TV. I did until they cut to the audience. Like when they showed you guys, you guys were grainy as fuck. Yeah. They're I probably think, cranking it because it's yeah. just not very lit. Oh, I bet they're cranking the it with your temple? face on the screen, Justin. Oh. Uh-huh. I think the other temple, everything was pretty well lit and the ring itself was lit even brighter. And so then in post, they brought everything down. They crunched the blacks down. Sorry, Justin. And that makes the, the crowds, it looks darker. And in the ring, you could see everything and it gives that sort of gritty Robert Rodriguez sort of, you know, uh, grime sort of look. And it's it was cool. And here it looked like they just are like, well, let's light the outside of the ring. They lit for that look instead of doing that look in post. And so you can see people walk outside and then get darker because they didn't have enough light. Speaking of light, I'd like to mention another pet peeve. Uh, and it's, it's, it's personal to us because uh, it was when, now that we got to see the final product, the the lucha bat signal i guess was projected yeah. and that was kind of dope you don't see anyone going through that door because we ran out of time yeah we the ones to walk through that door we lost, we missed our moment and i was it sucked it could have yeah. been us every single episode damn yeah. it everybody who went long in that fucking ultimo son of a bitch we'll get there oh really they went long because everyone was in for three seconds i i don't know what you're talking no, about i'm talking no, no, about no, no, it i'm talking about else. a different episode oh, anyway you said so, ultima lucha never mind oh this one went long too i um and i'm gonna get some of that the, some of the fun inside stuff for those who were there and you'll remember this little walk down memory lane for aztec warfare 2018 um 10 bell salute for dario yeah I'm here to tell you there was no point in time during the 10 bell salute live where it was as quiet as you see that second bell on television. Uh, the crowd was full of shenanigans and nobody was happy about this whole Dario thing. Um, you know, they tried to do the 10 bell salute. I think they even sent Antonio in a little bit early too, because of the fact that we were just disrespecting it and they were going to have to fix it in post anyway. The um, B-roll in the scene is those are the only spots in the temple where people were not like laughing or there like, was also upset. a very different crowd there. There was a lot of PWG heads there. There was a lot of yeah. PCW people there and a lot of new faces that have never been there before. Um, some of which uh, I was interested to see like uh, Mark Ramundi from uh, MMAfighting.com. He was there. Um, but a lot of them were just random wrestling fans that had heard that this was the shit and showed up and got the tickets before the real believers. There was a lot of regulars that were not there, um, which yeah. made it very, very, no, not to chant usual shit. People. Yeah. Kayfabe. 
there was there was weird stuff. I mean, there was like you know n- new day chants going on. Like everyone did the hoo hoo thing at one point. It was like they started the, the what for a second. There was a Steve Austin what chant going on for a while. Like dear lord, I don't even like that in WWE. And that came to the temple and. Uh, yeah, but that's just fucking great. And the show now. <laughs> but I will say, yeah. I will say that this was hands down the worst day of that, and a lot of that shit got curbed. Um, yeah, there's also a lot of juggalos throughout the season that kind of came in and out. There was various <laughs> different weird juggalo chants that you wouldn't hear any. Oh, else. dude, SoCal Wrestling. There's been. Yeah, dude, there's been there's been juggalos going to SoCal wrestling shows for so long. And oh, they for sure. No, no, it's not even that. It was the fact that that they brought chance with them this time. And honestly, most of those fans, I like those guys. I met quite a few of them throughout the season, and most of them are pretty good, though. Uh, it did take a little bit of training for the entire audience to get uh, into the temple spirit of things. But we handled it. It gets done. Um. Anyway, so. Papa Cueto comes out live. This is the first time all of us were seeing him live. People were doing a whole lot of double takes and what the fucks. And then uh, he went full heel when he disrespected the Dario portrait in the ring and kicked it out. And that definitely it worked, though. I mean, it got some heat. Crowd was pissed. They didn't like you know it. Was worse. The what rest was of the show was when he went ring the bell. Oh, yeah. The first new ring the bell was like, oh, oh, my God. Why did you even say it? (laughs) Fuck this guy. Ring the bell. Um, Ring the bell, not Stolman, because the first thing I did is I get rid of the Mexican wrestlers and then I get rid of the Stolman. So people also were not happy with the fact that his first major announcement was uh, Pentagon would most likely not be leaving with the belt tonight. And uh, he was going to put Pentagon in Aztec Warfare, which was a holy shit moment. We were like, wow, first day we're getting Aztec Warfare. Did not know that when we walked in. Actually, I think we did, but we found out earlier that day. Um, but that was pretty crazy. And it was like, I don't know. This might be a stretch. I'm going to say right now at this point in time, I think it was a mistake. <laughs> I do not think they should have started quite this hot just because I don't think that the roster, the production team, or the audience was ready for it. I don't think that anybody was fully prepared for it, and I think it shows a bit in this episode. Um, not that it was a bad idea. I just, with the hiatus, I just, it didn't quite work out right. for. A okay, few you want to know why I think it's a bad idea and why I understand why they did it at the same time. Okay, like I see that they, they say, hey, this is a good way to show everyone our roster and get everyone into it, when really it ended up being... Hey, let's remind you of everyone that's not here anymore. Well, and I, I honestly believe that when they first had this idea, the roster for this evening was going to be quite different. And I think that very week, uh, they got thrown a lot of curveballs, and some of those I will, will reveal shortly. Um, yeah. And I know someone in our chat will agree, but uh, trying to write off and Helico off of the show just for no showing the match. Uh, is his was, reason that's some fucking bullshit that was bad that was at bad. least kill him or something well and, did and, he no show i thought he no, no we'll get there because that was that was an actual entrance moment it was eh. anyway the 10 bells for for dario sucked but the uh the gratuitous byron and justin reaction shots were perfectly placed and Those priceless uh kudos to the entire production team for writing they made me script. feel dirty because it was like you were endorsing that shitty segment just saying 
Oh, uh, no, those were genuine, like, what the fucks? Why are you guys going to take the belt off of Pentagon tonight? Like, I at that moment, I yeah. was genuinely feeling like, holy shit, you just put it on him. We've heard DJ and, and Roach talk before about how they are always scared to have the belt on Pentagon because of what would a Pentagon run look like? And we were like, well, fuck, I guess a Pentagon run looks like he gets fucking murdered in Aztec Warfare and loses the belt the first night he fucking has it. So we were genuinely like, what the fuck? almost like laughing to ourselves like we've been completely had this is some bullshit fuck this Let's and uh, i'm so glad casey didn't come to this bullshit the money is in the chase well no, it is i gotta say to that point um this this one taping was i would say not great and i still was very happy that i went okay well all right I got to keep moving because there's a certain someone that i need to get in here very soon oh yeah. sid yes yeah that's it um, so we also, as if Antonio wasn't getting enough heel heat, he, uh, we thought that he was going to do something awesome by starting off Aztec warfare with the trios facing each other. And everyone's like, oh yes, we could definitely use some more kill shot versus Dante Fox. So he brings out the Mac, um, kind of the leader of the new trios. He brings out kill shot and what the fuck? No AR Fox, no Dante Fox. Um, this is a disaster papa cueto just says he's in my i think this is another ball drop here you uh, needed a little more explanation for it and uh -huh. and more of a tease in fact honestly and less of a shitty replacement and uh, also we, starting starting this oh, battle royal with three people's fucking dumb also um but the replacement come on it's like my least favorite person on the roster. Come I think. On, well, I'm I, I didn't even get to. I didn't even get through the, the <laughs> Fox part. Sorry, sorry. I, just I, if they're gonna do it, then so and so didn't show up. Thing, just do it once. Well, I I don't think they should have, and that's that's my whole point. I think it should have been more of a mystery moment. Like I know you've both been wondering where the whereabouts of your friend Dante, you know, but I can assure you he's not coming to this temple anytime soon. Like if he had just done that, Antonio could have gotten some weird, mysterious heel heat. Put a little bit of mystery on it, um, yeah. and it would have made the audience feel better. But I will defend this weird moment a little bit because um, I don't know if everyone knows this or if it's public knowledge or not, but I'm going to make it public knowledge. AR Fox was there. Yeah. AR Fox was there the whole weekend. AR Fox came many times, uh, even after that. The there, uh I think there was full intention and full expectation of using AR Fox. This was a very last minute thing. Uh, this was not the original plan at all. The plan was absolutely to have AR Fox be a part of this whole thing. And um, I don't exactly know what the reasons were, but for some reason he was not cleared uh, either by legal or by medical or for some reason. Um, but AR was there. He did what he was supposed to do. I think DJ wrote it for AR had no reason to believe there was going to be an any issue and and they got swerved by real life uh backstage and i know for a fact they were not happy about it they were very high on ar fox wanted him to be a very big part of everything going on in this episode and uh yeah i don't know what they were gonna originally do with son of havoc but somehow um and i get the whole setup too i, I you got to do a last minute replacement that's fine but the they could have even sold me on Son of Havoc if they did it. If if Antonio had said, okay, so your new trio's partner is going to be whoever has been randomly selected to be the next participant in Aztec Warfare. 
and then had them start off just the two people, have the drum start, and then everyone's looking to the door for who their trio's partner is going to be. And then the first person that comes out is doesn't even fucking matter. And then boom, ah, oh, surprise, there's your new trio's tag team championship and kind of leave it a little more in the air. I just think it's great that you get my second favorite wrestler in the company. And there's so many on the list. You know, the, the Dante Fox right behind Pentagon in, in my heart here. And they replace him with the bottom of my list. Because Sexy Star is gone, so we don't even include her on the list anymore. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I it think that I think that Son of Havoc has some potential to work out in this storyline, but I don't know who else it could have been, to tell you the truth. Son of Madness. It makes kayfabe sense because he yeah, Son of Madness would have been fun. Nope. Yeah, that would have been great. Nope, that'd but, have been uh, my least favorite thing ever. It would it makes kayfabe sense because he is uh, he is a former uh, trios champion himself. Um, so they also started this match off and live. It was fucked up. <laughs> it was, it was that drawn out. It was long. Marty Elias is getting radioed shit. The new AD has no idea where to tell the guys to go. They're stalling for story. They don't know whether to start the match and stall with the match going. Nobody in the audience knows what's happening. And then Byron slaps me on the shoulder and he's like, oh, dude, the time clock's fucked up. And I'm like, oh, shit. That's why they're doing this whole thing? Yeah. By the way, the time clock that you never see in the episode. No, they took it out anyway. They completely overdid it. They should have lost it from the whole segment. It caused issues yeah. the whole goddamn night. It was a giant production hiccup. Um, the production staff as well was completely rusty. There's a lot of new faces, a new yeah. assistant director who was basically running the whole floor, um, a bunch of new PAs and ring hands, um, a couple, one or two new camera people, I think. Um, but it was just a clusterfuck. Though our so boy Brandon guys- was there. What you guys are saying is that Stolman was the glue that held the whole show together. Uh, Roach, Chris Roach also was not present because he was finishing yeah. Celebrity Big Brother that weekend. Um, so, and that's a whole nother conversation. Did they ADR Melissa for the entrances? They might have. I, I can see them totally doing that. names in person. Also, like she got every single one right on the show, so that had to be <laughs> yeah, it's probably done in post, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, there was this weird long pause. Now there was something interesting about it, which was that during this weird thing, they almost went improv, and Killshot kind of started healing out on Willie Mack a little bit uh, about like I'm not fighting with this guy, and Willie saying no, let's fight with him, he's cool, what a, you know, and they started just kind of play acting a little bit. While Marty, Marty Elias was just like in his ear, like, what the fuck are we doing? What am I supposed to do? Can I just start them? Do we, because then we'll go 10 minutes on this first match. Personally, I think they should have just wrestled. Uh, they would have had extra footage. They're going to cut it down anyway. We wouldn't have known the difference, but doing it this way, we all knew the difference and it really took the crowd out of it. Um, so that gets us, uh, the guys start fighting and that gets us, what? Basically, to the first commercial, right? Yep. Yeah. I thought the action on the show is me sleeping. I thought the action on the show, uh, how it got cut together, I thought they were pretty good. 
you know, they're getting after it. They were at a good pace. And I, you know, that was like the first taste of Lucha Underground wrestling again in a very long time. Yeah, you know, what my favorite thing that. is that Meef's like, house is Undertaker colors now. So being there, being there in person, though, it was super confusing. I wasn't even sure if they were supposed to be defending like if they could have lost their belts in Aztec Warfare too somehow. Like I didn't know if there was some sort of like the whole like rules and stuff like that got kind of fucked up by Papa Cueto a few times. Um so um we get Joey Ryan next. I love Joey Ryan coming in. I love him doing his regular stick with the handcuffs. Um yeah. believing that it's actually going okay, to work. Okay. Okay. And Joey Striker. Ryan keeping the clock working. Can I can I say something about a little friend of ours, Mr. Matthew Stryker? Um, oh, he's handcuffing himself to the ropes. He can't be pinned. He can't be made to submit. Motherfucker, you could grab him, put him in like a fucking hammer lock, and grab his leg or some shit. You can make him submit. What the fuck? No DQ. Rope breaks ropes. don't matter. Rope breaks don't matter. No DQ. No, you just don't get DQ'd for it, but it's a break. No, then why do you have to follow the rope break if you're not going to get DQ'd? Exactly. Do you need to watch Jericho Omega again, Byron? I think you need to watch Jericho Omega. That was the rule. That's why it was a break in a no DQ match. Hey, are you guys ready for a big surprise? Because surprise yes. number one yeah. is Mr. Pectacular of Big Brother fame. Jesse Goddard's making his uh, in-ring debut for Lucha Underground. Which, by the way, let, I will state for the record, uh, I have He's no problem. He's a nice with man. This. He's I a nice no, guy. Yeah, I have no problem with this at all. Um, yeah. He got zero heat in the temple, though. There were so many, like, who the fuck is that? What is going on here? Actually, you know who knew who he was was our friend Victor, who could clearly be seen in the front row laughing his ass off that this guy was a choice for the next entrant in the Aztec. I, I actually told Victor who he was <laughs> right then. <laughs> Um, which was funny because earlier in the day, Evie Dub had told me, Hey, oh, he came up to me and Byron, and he's, and he, but he looks right at me and he's like, I got a surprise guy coming in today that I think you're going to love. And I thought that this was who he was talking about. It was, <laughs> but he knows I'm a big, he knows I'm a big brother fan. So he, I, I thought like as soon as Jesse came out, like he was kind of ribbing me, like this was your big surprise, Harvey. Here you go. We did it just for you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I don't know because I if, you, if you don't know, EB Dub also shits on Big Brother constantly. He shits on yeah. Roach and DJ for working on it. He shits on Jesse for being a part of it. Like uh, he he fucks with Holly Meow. He fucks with anybody related to Big Brother all the time. That's just his thing. He hates Vibora yeah. too. Vibora. Yes, yes. He fucks with Madison. Everybody. Um, and because of that, you know, uh, Mister Particular has, and because uh, just because he's a big old white dude. On a lucha show, he has a lot. He has a big uphill battle, and you are uh, forgetting about rule number one, Byron. But it's but that all being said, like I think he came in and live. I think he, I thought he did all right in every segment that I've seen him. He's a good performer. He's fine. He's a good performer. But I mean, he was. He did get a slight uh, Wero Underground chant started. Yeah, I think that didn't. Didn't he? Uh, didn't they cut out a lot of his offense? Yeah, they show? did. They did. Well, the bell broke again during his bit, um, which slowed everything down. How the fuck do you break a ring bell? Uh, no, the timer. The timer. Oh, the timer. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I thought he did great, and I think I think he could have. He could be a valuable addition. He could contribute to. Well, the show. Well, looks like he's gonna. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't come back after this. I mean, you know, he got yeah. eliminated, but 
Um, so actually, Killshot eliminates Mac right then, and then we finally get Pentagon. He destroys the field for a minute. Crowd goes crazy. Temple sounds like the Temple should sound. Um, bringing yeah. Pentagon in this early into the match was a good feeling live because it felt like it was waking the crowd up. The whole day had gone long with the shit with the bell and the production stuff and how long we waited out front that day. Like the, the whole ticket situation was much better, but uh, the production was not running smoothly at this point. And we'll get into that more, but this it finally brought the crowd back to life. It was feeling good. Um, right after the break, Joey foolishly lets himself out of the cuffs and Penta eliminates Joey with a Penta driver. And then Son of Havoc eliminated Killshot, which Ooh, I get where they're going and they how they wanted to set some things up. Do you, do you agree with me, not yet, Justin? My, not my favorite moment of the evening. It could have been somebody else uninvolved. Son of Havoc could have had something to do with Killshot getting pinned, but getting the clean pin on him, mmm. Mmm. I just see that that's I just know this is matches. what this is what people from Cleveland, that's like how you can expect them to be to back you up, Byron. And to answer your text, Byron, yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. So I'm going to okay. keep going I would back. just say yeah. that this is like one of the first instances of, you know, with Aztec Warfare with, I think, so, something I think we'll talk about with it. Things are rushed, and you're going to see a lot of pins off of moves that would barely get a strong two count. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did, our guest, yeah. uh, did our guest send me the email? Oh, never mind. I got it right here. All right. We'll get our guest here in a second. Um so which means let me get through this next spot which is a big one for me i'm i'm gonna have to come back to this i think after our guest comes in because this are is you using big because of his rotund size i am using big because i have big dreams casey big big dreams coming in at number seven a moment i never thought would happen um fucking ecw chance erupt in the temple tommy dreamer comes in i pop super hard um, good thing the crowd started chanting Tommy Dreamer at one point because they cut out all the ECW chants. I guess yeah. they want to give w I mean, I would have marked out like crazy if I was dude, there for that. Dude was, was supposed so to awesome. he was supposed to come in at number one though. They just couldn't get him away from the catering table in time. Oh, Ooh. stop it! You are so mean. Ankle <laughs> um, bites. Um, the crowd was seriously almost as loud for him as Penta. It was mm -hmm. it was a great pop. It was a true surprise. Did not know it was coming. This, by the way, was the surprise that that EV Dub was talking about because he knows I was in old school ECW. Mark. Oh, uh, just um, talking about ECW again. Weird. Yeah. Well, I actually have a fucking reason to now, like a legitimate to talk that, about ECW and Lucha Underground in the same sentence without it being complete made up bullshit by me. To EVW just in. EVW just knows what a big Chavo fan you are. How you were so sad when you were tired, and how you wanted uh, to see him as the big surprise. That's true too. <laughs> So you um, want to see him uh, eliminate Meep's favorite wrestler? I did actually. Yeah, I Wait, actually got, a, one, I got go. a kick out of that. We're skipping ahead though. We're skipping oh, ahead. Sorry. to get to the guest. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, that was an amazing moment. Pinta right after that eliminated uh, Mr. Pectacular. Um, it was really nice to see Son of Havoc get a baking pan to the head. Just saying. Worked for me. Uh, then Pinta and Tommy faced off. And then Number eight entrance is Mariposa. Wait, is that Mariposa? Uh, was it? People, no. people were chanting Mary yeah, Poster. They were chanting Mary Poster because they did not think it was Mariposa. It uh, was, in fact, her. I don't know if she had new boobs, if she's just thicker. Don't really care because the girl can still go. Don't yeah, get me wrong so at great. all. She can fucking go. And there's some moments in this up where 
I am every bit proud and honored that Mariposa is part of Lucha Underground, but she definitely looks different. A lot of people did not believe it was her at all. They thought that there was a change under the hood, but it is absolutely still cheerleader Melissa. And she uh, is yeah, Mr. Krabs, Mr. Krabs is calling her thick about 20 times in the chat. With yeah, two she, look, people gain weight. You know, Taya has gained some weight, too. And Taya is definitely thicker. But Taya, you've seen the whole time it's been happening. You've seen her on TV somewhere, whereas Mariposa, I mean, not to no fault of her own, hasn't been seen anywhere for like a year. No, and a fucking but, half. but why? Why the fuck isn't Mr. Krabs calling Tommy Dreamer thick? Tommy Dreamer is a thick ass motherfucker. Were, were his titties voluptuous, Mr. Krabs? Um, I can't even say this dude's name in a chat. It's our friend. Yeah, he coon. Yeah, it's why why h just why it's fine why why h you you have what are, to you, show. what are you trying to yeah, say yeah. Byron? i need to get to the guest he's not he's he said he wasn't impressed by tommy dreamer she like, she cut out she, his wrestling she she yeah she jesus christ yeah. totally click the <laughs> click the yeah, link yeah. i just sent you Click the link I just sent you. Deal, deal with, deal with our friend. For sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> click the link. I'm gonna. All right, I'll tell her. Yeah. So. Um, okay, Tommy then makes me and Byron move. He made us move, and Vic. The whole tax spot was our seats. Yeah. Have fun sitting back down, guys. <laughs> I, 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 I really believe like EB Dub was in the back, like. Find Harvey. He wanted this dumb ECW shit in here. Make him have to give up his seat for a fucking bag full of tax since it's his bright idea to love all this dumb ECW shit. I felt like it was a rib on us, Byron. But and do we, it early in the match so that yeah. you have to stand the whole time. Oh, yeah. Like the whole rest of the goddamn night, um, they were taxing my shoes. They were taxing my pants. I found a tack in the change pocket of my <laughs> jeans when I got home. Wow. Wow. Um, I got stuck several times. I didn't care. I sat down on them later. I'm like, fuck it. I don't care. My wallet, my wallet protected my, my important bits. And plus, plus, with all your money in it, Mr. Television. Oh, shit. Mostly just business cards. Oh, Hoovy's got all that money now. And then, uh, (laughs) that spot kept going. And then, uh, Penta eliminated Tommy. After a top rope double foot stomp. When the fuck has Penta ever done a top rope double foot stomp? Ever since Pero died, he's been doing it. Oh, and then our entry number nine, our special guest this evening, direct from Aztec Warfare, fucking Vinny Massaro. What's going on, Vinny? Oh, what's happening? How you guys doing? Oh, look at that. Hey, Vinny. How's that? Oh, look at hey. It was so beautiful. Hey. <laughs> It's so dark. Where are you? You're in Penny's room. Are you in Penta's uh, sex dungeon? Is there a sex dungeon? Where? Are you? Uh, no, are you you're you're in the dark right now. Oh. Byron, talk. We can't all talk at once. He's Vinny Dark. Oh, I'm saying, are you fighting twenty Vinnies right now to become Vinny Dark? <laughs> and then you're kind of lose to Matanza and make Casey sad. Oh, there's a, you have a window at least. Wait a minute, hold on. Is this any better? Let me go to the, my front door. Is this any better? I'll oh, hey, better. Yeah, hey, 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 we got to get the female oh, viewers to the lights. Oh, <laughs> I'll stop it. 
It, those those are gone now, officially. Uh, Vinny, I hate to put you over like this. I know you do. I I have the, look. There's a reason you're here, brother. I have to tell you that fucking pop when you came out and did the fucking pizza bit at Aztec Warfare got at least the second largest reaction of the night, probably next to Pentagon, which. I can't even believe I'm fucking saying right now. And also, when I recognize the pizza man, I scream like a little girl at my TV, or actually my computer, because I was at work and my coworkers looked at me weird, because I was very happy to see that person too. Oh, uh, you mean you, you mean your coworkers? Come on, let's be honest. Your coworkers have heard you scream like a little girl before. That's not. That's not daily. That's, that's daily. nothing new there. Yeah, we get daily. a lot of spiders. Exactly. Did yeah. you honestly? Did you guys really? Honestly, did you think that you were going to get that kind of reaction coming into the new Ice Temple? No, of course not. Honestly, like, you know, I mean, I've told you this uh, in private many times. Is You know, I, I, you know, I just love being on the show. Uh, you know, it's it's like my, my favorite show. show. You know, it's it's just, it's it's make, you know, Lucha on the Ground has made wrestling fun for me again. So I don't expect like, oh, if, you know, like every time somebody goes, hey, you're Vinny Monster from Lucha on the Ground. I was like, I get, I get kind of shocked because I'm like, yes, I am. But, you know, when I, when I did come out and people actually like started doing the Italian thing and, you know, people were smiling and, uh, you know, they start, they start, someone start, someone, I don't, I'm not going to name any names. Somebody started a Vinny chant and it quickly took over. Uh, but I, I love it. I pre, you know what I mean? How can you not appreciate that? I mean, I've been there since season one. Uh, I've been through a lot, obviously. Uh, but, you know, like I said, I mean, I've got my ass kicked pretty much every single season. So I don't know. I don't, I don't ex I'm not expecting people to be like, oh, man, that Vinny Massaro, he's, you know, top contender for Lucha Underground. But just, I just want to be, like I said, I just want to be, you know, remembered. And I think, obviously, from what you guys are saying and what the people have said on Twitter and all the social, social media that, um, my uh, my spot on Aztec Warfare, although it wasn't too long, it was very memorable. So, hey, um, Vinny, I gotta, I gotta say, gotta dude, say, dude, Vinny's moving up Vinny's because moving up I have math to prove this. Okay, so Quato Cup, Quato Cup, there was thirty-two wrestlers. Thirty-two wrestlers. You were one of the top of the thirty-two top wrestlers. 32 wrestlers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Aztec Warfare, Warfare, twenty wrestlers. 20 wrestlers. Yes, top twenty. Top twenty. It's very true. No, the math doesn't very, lie. Uh, doesn't lie. Yeah, uh, hopefully by season uh, a thir thirteen or fourteen, I'll I'll get a title shot. If that I, math keeps going. I, I yes. believe you yes. may have actually may been have actually in Aztec really Warfare longer, longer than the Mac was. Than the no, Aztec I was in, Warfare was, I was a title shot. I, I, I actually, you know what? You're right. I was in a title shot, but I was I was longer than. Hernandez, so I lasted 20 <laughs> seconds longer than Hernandez, which yeah. I was going to get a shirt that says uh, I lasted longer than Hernandez, but that's not that's not saying a whole lot, if you know what I mean. No, I mean, oh. it's baby nuts. <laughs> baby nuts. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love it. We're starting a feud. We're building a feud. Oh, there's no, please, no feud. I don't want, I, I don't want a feud with Hernandez. I don't want, I don't want those chops. Um, oh, please no! But, but I mean, oh God! But uh, I mean, let, I mean, let's keep it real. As you know, everyone loves pizza. I mean, the pizza is the real was the real star uh, of, of 
of that of that whole thing. But well, I'm not gonna uh, lie, the pizza lasted a long time too because there was a pepperoni in the ring when entrant number 18 came in. Well, t technically, the pepperoni was still there after Pentagon uh, left. So technically, it's the match should still keep going. The pepperoni won. If so, this was you know, DDT, that pepperoni would have won the belt. This is true. Oh, can you? Ma oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Me, me, and me, and me and Pizza as our t DDT tag team champions. I like it. Had you had like had had friend, had Memento, whatever, uh, whatever video, video match. match. <laughs> um. Okay. The big okay, question, the big Vinny. Question, Vinny. Why did you Why not did tip, you tip the pizza, pizza guy? guy? Yeah. Yeah. God, because uh, it was late. Uh, you know, it was supposed to be there a little earlier. I mean, it was, you know, I wasn't, I mean, literally, you look, I had zero time to eat any of the pizza because I had to go in the ring because, uh, you know, uh, Marty, you know, senior official, he was like, you got to get in. So, you know, I wanted the pizza a little earlier so I can have it walking down so I can have a prior snack because that's what happens. My, my blood sugar is a little low and, uh, you know, I needed a snack. But unfortunately, I did not get that snack, and that's why I lost. So. Well, I think Penta was Penta trying to help you out by stuffing it in your face, right? No. Oh. Yeah, but I didn't want the shoe in there too, unfortunately. I love how the pizza stayed in your mouth, even after all that. Well, I mean, I'm a professional. I'm not going to waste the pizza. Come on now. Come on, guys. And I, I, I got to say, I love how Pizza Man Kiku has the perfect late 90s Eddie Guerrero mullet right now. And He really does. Yeah. Yeah. I also loved how you could see in some shots he was trying to go for his tip in your pockets. He was still upset. No, he did. No, he did. After, after I rolled out and when I was laying on the ground, he came in and grabbed my wallet that I had in my pocket. Damn, that definitely didn't come off on TV. I'm sure you guys saw it there since it happened right in front of you. But I, I just saw him like down there like trying to get his tips. Yeah, the spot was long. A lot of these spots were longer. Yeah. I mean, oh, the, yeah. the, the whole pizza thing when you came out, it took forever because of the pizza chance and the Vinny chance. Well, you know, and that's what I'm saying, because the, the, the pizza delivery guy took too long. It, it's, you know, that's why I didn't get my tip. But, you know, it is what it is. You, Look, you didn't even pay for it. You didn't pay for it at all. Well, no, he probably paid online on, on it. Right, right, come on. We're in Hollywood. Who pay, who, what, what talent pays for anything in Hollywood? Come on now. So, so realistically, so, Vinny, who came up with this Vinny, spot? Was this a DJ this thing? Did you throw in some of these ideas? Where'd this whole thing come from? Um, oh no, this is DJ. This it's all it's all the the master. You know, I mean, obviously, I mean, you know, he he told me before that he loves. Uh, you know, he says he's told me before that he loves the. You know, when when I uh, do my Dave Meltzer of pizza, and uh, you know, and and I give the slices, and I you know I. I the people send me the pictures of the pizza and I give him the little, uh, you, you know, my, my critique of him. He says he loves that. Like he, he so I think he, he just took that and, uh, you know, made, made, made that, which was awesome. Um, but, uh, you know, once, once we got to the temple and, you know, I think, you know, he, we got the, you know, DJ explained to us and everyone started getting really excited. And then obviously I think it was, 
I th I'm pretty sure it was somebody. Somebody at the end was like maybe change. You know, there was some things that were changed, but definitely it was DJ. It was the mastermind of DJ, which you know. Oh, that's why. That's why I love DJ because you know he just he he he's the he's the best. I can't I can't I can't keep saying and none none no. But I mean, just he's just the greatest guy ever. So. I mean, last time we talked to him, he had he took umbrage with your pizza ratings. He's like, he's Italian. Yeah, he said I was, I was too nice. Out a lot of tens. He's a little yeah. He's a little too nice on the pizza ratings. Well, I love it. I just think that it's DJ has vowed that every single person on the roster will get over in some fashion as long as he has anything to say about it. And he, and he has used you as the test case for that, that he has tried his hardest to, at all at the same time, bury the shit out of you and put you over, which is fucking amazing. I think he just, he does it at times to impress himself. I don't know what, it, I don't know why he does it, but I love that he does it. Um, I just think, I just, I just like the fact that he, you know, it's, it's quick. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't get, I don't get paid by the hour. I'm like a minute and a half done. Like in and out, just you know, lasting impression, just get out. I'm like, I take one bump, one one bump, my sorrow. I'm like, all right, Vinny took Vinny took his one bump. Let's escort him out now. But he's seen some of your matches, right? I mean, you can fucking throw. Like, we got to get a longer match from you this season. Like your cage match. I. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I enjoyed the, you know, the, the you know the the match with Cage, and you know, I've, I've had a couple of dark matches. You know, I'm sure some of you guys have seen, but you know, honestly, to me, it's just. Uh, you know, I mean, I've had matches. I've been doing this for 20 years now. To me, if I can be able to, you know, get get a character over, like if you know, if you know, Joey Ryan has a dick, why can't I have a pizza? You know what I mean? It's like that's all I want to do. It's like you I want to be able to. Be, look, you guys should be a tag team, and you can be called Pizza Dick. Pizza Dick, I like it. You know, I just I I, I want to wrestle. See, I want to wrestle Joey Ryan where he comes. He brings out his lollipop from his from his uh, trunks, and I bring out a slice of pizza, and then we just start like going at it, like uh, you know, le uh, like West Side Stories. We're like we're just fighting with like a slice of pizza and a lollipop, and see who puts it in their mouth first. And then if he then if he tries he tries to get you to do that penis suplex, you shove a piece of pizza there, and he gets scalded from the hot pizza, and then you automatically win. His penis I love is it. fireproof, See, dude. The king shot a fireball at it. Really? Really? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if that much hair and baby oil can be fireproof. I'm. I'm. I'm sure something will catch on fire over there. <laughs> uh, by a receipt of fire code, I think allows it. I think it. I think it can survive. That's true. Um, That's true. Well, Vinny, we just well, wanted to touch base with you. We got a whole 15 million more eliminations to get to, but yours was, honest to God, one of my favorites of the night, so we had to have you in, brother. And I hope that you Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And then, you know, I, I look I look forward to the new season, just, you know, obviously for the new season, but because you guys are going to come back and, uh, you know, have more shows, which is which I can't wait for. And uh, I'm, always, I'm always around if ever you guys want to talk and chit chat because i'm sure there's going to be lots of stuff happening this season where you guys are going to dissect the whole thing and you know vignettes and storylines i mean i mean i'm you know right off the bat antonio cueto is there i mean i don't even know where to go i mean i my mind is going like 15 different directions i don't even i, I don't even know what's going on 
I think we definitely have to get more of this Antonio thing to really make an assessment. We we shit on it a little bit. Some of it I I like the performance. Some of it I don't like. We we're already kind of up in arms about Antonio Cueto. We don't know where to go. We need more vignettes. Damn it. We need to figure some more of this shit out. I know. That's what I was like. I was waiting for more vignettes, but I think this. I think the show's coming up. You guys are going to enjoy because there's going to be a lot more vignettes, which a lot more, a lot of new characters. So it's going to be fun, and uh, uh, I'm going to enjoy watching it. And uh, you know, I'm going to be right there with you guys because I don't know anything. Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't think anybody does, man. I've talked to a lot of talent, and people are like, "Man, you could take the whole roster, put them together in a room, and they would not figure out this fucking season." Right. That's the best part about Lucha Underground. You can read all the spoilers and you still have no idea what the hell is going on. Not a fucking clue. Like, I, I know I've talked to you a couple times where me and you were trying to figure shit out. And we were there. You were in the goddamn yeah. show. I was, I was there. We were like, I was like oh, yeah, I, I was like, I was in the match and I still have no idea what's going on. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. Fucking brilliant. Well, thank you for popping in, Vinny, man. We love you, brother. And uh, hopefully we get to see you some more this season on Lucha Underground. All right, guys. Take care. All right. That was number nine entrant in uh, Aztec Warfare 2018. But, but can we tell the people in the chat that the pizza man was Kikutaro without his mask on? <laughs> You've already said it seven times. Yeah, but new people are coming. I I, I was just really excited about that too because I wanted to see comedy shenanigans between Vinny and Kikutaro, two XPW alumni. You know, and you got a little bit of it, and it was great. Yeah, I mean, Kikutaro. I'm glad that uh, he yeah. found a way to work himself into the Lucha Underground locker room for a day. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't have realized it was him unless if he didn't tweet himself in the mask at the tapings and then i'm like oh yeah yeah i remember his face okay which is even more classic um i mean dude this guy kikutaro six-man tag champion with atsushi onita the man is no slouch for hardcore wrestling and then he completely reinvented himself as a comedy wrestler now he has completely reinvented himself as a pizza man with an eddie guerrero haircut <laughs> there we go stage at raw didn't he he was oh. stage at raw I've seen He's pictures of him with Stephanie McMahon. You know, she was she was totally trying to get some of that D. I think everybody in the business loves Kikutaro. Um Right? Uh, now, the real question is, who in the business loves entrant number 10, Hernandez? Oh, <laughs> dude. Okay, I was pissed. I felt like this was such a wasted opportunity because you have a guy that very, like, publicly asked for his release for the company like didn't want to be there and they've even like released statements and stuff and he's back right like that is like a money made angle waiting to happen and he lost in two seconds and got his arm broken <laughs> papa Cueto. he's in with papa Cueto. well i mean i think that's the angle that they were going for and i i wish that uh striker had maybe leaned on it a little bit more right but he um, didn't he have time did it with chavo a little bit but you know, he didn't really have time. And it's part of like the whole, what is the point of this match? I, you know, you're bringing all these guys in. And if you're going to do it on opening day, these moments where the guys who aren't supposed to be there come in have to be the moments because the, the exciting part of Aztec warfare in the past has been, you know, you have these storylines going and you want to see your favorite character show up and how they're going to change and impact their storyline coming into Aztec Warfare and who they're going to square off with from the roster. But this was switching it up, and the whole excitement of it is who's back and who's new. 
And what are they all about this season? Yeah. And not giving them enough story to do that and just kind of ho-humming through the match like Hernandez running in and, and you know, they also cut out the whole baby nuts chant. Like his entrance was way yeah. longer. And I mean, we lit him up and he mm-hmm. was interacting with the crowd and it was in the most positive, fun manner. Like you could tell he was really happy to be back. The crowd was actually kind of happy to see. No, him. But see, like his character could be like, I got out of that shithole and now I'm back. You know, I'm back now that we're out of shitty ass Boyle Heights. But I, I guess you don't really have anyone that's from Boyle Heights to defend Boyle Heights anymore, though. I also wonder, uh, and I don't know the whole story behind this. I should probably ask a couple people, but I have a feeling that he was not originally planned to be in this. I think um, what happened was a few of the uh, workers from Mexico did not get visas that were supposed to be some of the big debuts, um, which is really sad. I mean, what you, you didn't get any new big names out of Mexico in this you know why, Justin? <laughs> because uh, Antonio Cueto only likes the white wrestlers and a couple of the blacks. <laughs> but not three of them. You have to keep only doing two. this the whole season. I love <laughs> only this. two. You could only have two black wrestlers. <laughs> of the blacks. Antonio, dude, take it easy. Antonio's my hero. Jim, Jim Velasco, I have spots for a Samoan. Oh, you like Luigi Maga? So is that is that like nationality number three for me now on the yes. show? Jimaga, oh. the the Samoan wrecking machine. I mean, you know, Jim you works out Jenny. every day. If, if Antonio thinks clearly, if Antonio thinks you're Mexican, he will not let you in. In fact, I heard that's why you weren't at the first tapings. Um, but we cleared it up. True. We, um, we, said, we said, no, he's he's a Samoan. It's okay. And then he's like, oh, they have a storied history in the wrestling business. Uh, yeah. Paul Cross is saying he heard Pagano was supposed to be there. Yeah, I heard he was supposed to be there at some point in the season. I don't know if he was going to be there for this one. I don't know if that was ever the plan. But uh, I'm pretty sure there were three or four AAA workers that were supposed to be there this day that could not get in for various reasons. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Justin. Something's coming up in the chat where Texan Spaniards like uh, race, races fan rocks says, I want a pirate trio. Texan Spaniard says, I wonder how pirate trios would work. Well, we almost got a pirate wrestler. That was only Shiver dark matches. Timbers. And uh, we never got the pirate wrestler and it was oh. only in dark matches and it was Bale as a pirate and I forget his name. It was like something Monterosa or something like that, right? We would yeah. do the wave. No, the best part of that whole gimmick was like he would, he would, uh, the eye patches? Not, that, not just that, but like he would pretend to like look at someone's knee and then he'd put his foot up on the knee and do the Captain Morgan pose. Yeah, yeah, it was great because I bought like $15 worth of eye patches and gave them to all the fans so oh, yeah. support this awesome pirate character and then uh, he never came back and we never got no. to do it. I still I have it in my car. Like, when we told Eric how much we loved it, he's just like, guys, you can't like everything. No, and he's and we're like, dude, we, I, I told I'm like, dude, I have so many ideas for that character. He's like, you don't need to give them any ideas for that character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not a fan. Of, I'm not really a fan of B-Boy, but I would have totally marked out for a damn pirate. Yeah. 
I'm look, the worst part about the whole pirate gimmick was Casey making me wear an eye patch to like three weekends of shows in a row in anticipation of this debut that never happened. You suck. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know how hard it was to find a bunch of cheap plastic fucking eye patches? You know how many times I stubbed my toe on those goddamn bleachers because of that eye patch? <laughs> that perception. <laughs> no, but see, like all of the all of the pirate wrestlers are good, right? Like you have Jean-Pierre Lafitte. Great. I was just having a discussion with him on Twitter about my favorite pirate wrestler, Pirata Morgan. You've got all of Pirata Morgan's children uh, that Paul are Trio's team, right? Bring them Paul in. Burchell. Paul Burchell. Paul uh, Burchell. I don't call yeah. I don't count. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you don't let that pirate. He, was uh, he did a curb stomp, dude. Oh, no. No, I actually really do like Paul Burchell. And he what was, was the girl that, that, that was with him? Uh, the Katie Lee Burchell or whatever? Yeah, Not when he was a pirate. No, that almost became an incest gimmick. Yeah, God, that didn't and he work. used to wear a glove on his hand, like Curly from Of Mice and Men, and they were gonna say it was a glove full of Vaseline. Oh, whatever. Can I'm gonna talk about second? her new gimmick just, being a little creepy too. So, we acknowledge tonight. how many times WWE has tried, let alone actually done an incest gimmick. Are we talking about that on a Lucha Underground show right now yeah, with Marty and uh, Mariposa? Anyways. It's not. Yeah. Uh, Let's not fire shots. All right, all right. So let, we'll, we'll get it back on track here. So uh, as Vinny Massaro mentioned, Hernandez was taken out immediately, and definitely on TV, Vinny's spot lasted way longer. Um, so what happened? Hernandez then? actually and, uh, Zeus had King, a little bit of a match in person. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that, is that why he was people. bleeding? Did he get hit with something? It looked like his head was bleeding. Then, he, like yeah. outside the ring, all of Tommy Dreamer's garbage can full of stuff was still there and being oh. used periodically, mm -hmm. but it wasn't anything that anyone was really paying attention to. So that could have happened. Um, I was not paying much attention then, but uh, what? Let's see. Oh, well. Pinna finally eliminated Son of Havoc right after that, who had been nursing his Dreamer. <laughs> He'd been nursing his Dreamer inflicted wounds for an hour at this point or whatever on the side because he got hit with a baking pan legit and i don't think he was expecting that level yeah of take, take that to those backyard wrestling videos and well, i want to no, say and jim, oh, jim says yeah, that philadelphia yeah. people aren't you know vile individuals like colby covington says they are but here we are we have this guy show up from philly with his fucking baking sheet beating people in the head Yonkers, new york that's true that's yeah true. he is from new york and uh zeus king dark you're welcome for showing you his eye hole wait until i send you a picture of his a-hole Oh, oh, I don't um, have that picture yet, but I'm working on it. So everyone has been cleared out at this point. Pinta gets a, a fresh start. And what happens? What music hits? Welcome to Slam Town, baby. Johnny M -M 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 Mundo shows up. And we go Johnny to Mundo from the five five nine. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, there there are a lot of Johnny Mundo marks now. This had to be uh, possibly the warmest reception uh, live in the temple for Johnny Mundo that I've ever seen. You know why, Justin? <laughs> why because, is that, Papa Quito? Because I also brought in all the white fans. <laughs> there were there were a few. Um, hipster gringos in attendance at this particular taping. By the way, new t-shirt, hipster gringo. Hipster, hipster gringo. gringo. Hipster Done. gringo. 
Hipster gringo. That's Casey, you, can, you, you guys. Can have, you can have that one, Gabe. That could be yours. <laughs> Casey, not a hipster. Really not, no. Not no. a hipster. Casey no, might no. actually be part black. I know he doesn't sound it, but Casey might be part black. We might let uh, him come wait, to one meeting a on. year. But from, oh, the waist, from the waist down, sir. From the waist down. Boom. I mean, I get to go to six meetings a year, so I figure you should be able to come to at least one, Casey. I really do like Sanford and Son. Can we do the Sanford and Son meeting? It's better than Steptoe and Son. That's me yeah. can tell oh. you. Shots fired. Oh. <laughs> oh. Like, oh. Yeah, the temples get the temple did get gentrified, which is funny, which because I I my theory is that's why they can't film in Boyle Heights, because that's gonna be condos in a year or something. But Ooh, that yeah. hurts. That hits home, man. How many how many meetings does Byron get to go to? Oh no 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 no! No, the, the meetings are about what we're gonna do to get rid of Byron. <laughs> there's just no there's no bringing Byron to the meetings. Um. All right, let's move it on. So Johnny and Pentagon face off a little bit. Johnny gets the better of it, which was nice. Uh, you, you started feeling like Lucha Underground was happening for a minute until and Helico's music hits and. Uh, nothing happens hey so wait so what happened when you guys were there live since okay, they had what happened when we post? were there live is we just thought the fucking door was broken <laughs> yeah which production didn't happen been, eventually production had been so off their game I, we didn't know what was going on which, at this point yeah i mean we've discussed it before but for those of you that haven't been to tapings and haven't heard us say it before they add all the theme songs and posts so they never really play them live there uh, yeah. The only the only person who gets PA music is Pimpy, actually. Yes, during the entrance. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, th there was no ring entrance like announcing. Well, this was you. We had this band which they didn't show at all on TV. This group of drummers, yeah. the Aztec Drum Corps, and all these people in big Aztec uh, gear. There was a big processional at the beginning, which I figured was a lot of people TV. to pay not to show on TV. They showed them once. They showed, they them, showed them like once briefly, but you hear the drums before each entrance. Yeah. Um, and the assistant director, the new AD, God bless that guy. This was not the way to get broken in. Holy shit. I felt bad for that dude. Um, not that he did a good job. I don't know his name, but I'm not afraid to bury him. Um, but I did still feel bad for him because it's just like this was a tough one to have be your first night at Lucha Underground. <laughs> no matter how you cut it. And he was like cueing the band when to start because the clock wasn't working right and they weren't looking at it anyway. And it was just havoc. So at this point in time, I think we were all like, why aren't Penta and Mundo just wrestling each other more? Cause it's good and we like it and it feels familiar. Instead, finally we get Ricky Mundo with his creepy burnt ass fucking doll. And literally the people that we were sitting around, many of which had been to the temple for three fucking years straight, had no goddamn clue who he was. <laughs> that's I funny. I did you not. I am telling like half the people in the bleachers, that's fucking Ricky Mandel. It's Ricky Mundo. You guys don't remember last season with the Ricky? People were like, no, who the fuck is that? You guys remember the oh, silver yeah, skeleton? Trace? Oh, you guys remember Trace at all? The second yeah. noticeable thing about that whole Ricky and the doll thing was he he came out and we were like number one, the doll it came back, he and then two where we both went, he's fucking that thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because um, I I if you if you guys know Krista Joseph like we do, 
that was originally supposed to be a real doll and they didn't get enough of a budget. So now he has to have that, you know, that baby doll, but they're still going to say he's fucking it. Don't worry. I, I, I guarantee you backstage. I can hear this conversation between Roach and DJ. Um, you know, EV dub comes in and he's like, Hey guys, uh, I, I talked to standards and practices. You can't do the, uh, the Marty Mariposa thing. That's not going to happen. So, uh, do, just don't do that. EV dub walks out and Roach turns right to DJ and says, what would be worse than an incest angle? <laughs> and DJ's like, let's have Ricky fuck a doll. Apparently a fucking Island full of dolls. Let's bring him back and have him fuck the doll. <laughs> apparently, first Thanks. of all, DJ is Gilbert Gottfried or something. And also <laughs> um, that doll had two eyes before they gave it to him. Let's just put it that oh. way. You know what? Uh-huh. You know what though? Let's not bash the culture on that Island that he went to. Cause you know that's true Byron. we should be more inclusive i mean island of the dolls is for everyone yeah exactly (laughs) exactly fire island he has to come back here and he has to adapt to our different culture we're the weird ones to him we're you know we're not fucking dolls he went native it's just like apocalypse now fuck The whore. Are we, are we guessing he killed the helicopter? Welcome horror. to Mass Mass and Mayhem. Come for the Lucha Underground, stay for the doll fucking. Yep. <laughs> uh, T-shirt. Yeah. Oh, yep. great. Now in the chat, Don't Alexis. Alexis, I, I mean, this is a little this is a little blue even for us, but Alexis says, I hope we get an Island of the Dolls vignette, and I'm just... I'm, I'm out. <laughs> Too hot for TV. <laughs> We're no longer in the days. We're no longer in the days of just let us know when you want. Don't you know they they're in this boat where they can say you know just let us know if you want to say fuck was their only guideline. We can't cross too many lines here. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> lines may be being crossed by Ricky Mundo. Apparently, Johnny Mundo thinks so because he puts him out immediately. Another. Super quick After he legally, it, Matt Stryker said he legally changed his name to Ricky Mundo, and yeah, then Johnny with the driver's license thing. Yeah, and Johnny's being a dick, and it's like, dude, I'm pretty sure he also filed filed marriage papers. So this is domestic violence, and also Taya. I'm sorry, he's already taken. You're gonna have to redo things. Did you see my uh, caption on the uh, caption this for Lucha Underground today? They posted the picture of. Mundo facing off with Ricky and my caption was um what was it uh Krista Joseph's favorite He-Man character is no, Faker it was, it was, uh, I'm sorry Johnny I don't know why she thought I was you Ooh. wow <laughs> wow <laughs> you know no um, I was the first person to post on it too I got a lot of likes for that that was I don't mean. I don't try my funny ones anymore because not Yoni doesn't like my sense of humor as much as Yoni did so no yeah. Yoni would retweet the shit out of that yeah yes they, somebody has um so, I didn't know they got one I mean, here was my weird thing with this like why even mention Angelico? Look, we're in a new temple. We're already establishing that maybe some people showed up to this new spot. Maybe some didn't. Why mention Angelico at all? Why the dictates of like, hey, this is supposed to be Angelico's spot. Oh, he's not here. Like foreshadowing. It's yeah, like, there, there has to be something. Yeah, but they only did it on TV. Him. Like we all him. already know publicly that Angelico's not coming. You guys, you guys saw that vignette when Ricky was covered in blood with the doll, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Angelica's shoved it up Angelica's ass. That would be interesting. That's by doll anus. Is that the, is that is that the fucking island of the dolls vignette? You guys on yeah. the right? Yeah. Here's what happens. Uh, they go, you can't get out of your contract. You just need to let us write you out on the show, and then you're free. If you don't want to be here, then you're then we don't want you here. You can go do whatever you want to do. And Helico said, hey, hey, bros, I want to move to Europe. And then so they said, that's fine. We're going to have you get ass fuck killed with a yeah. doll. They're like, they're like, just <laughs> because that's how happy we are about your decision. They're like, show up and shoot one scene. We'll write you off TV with one scene. He's like, great. What's the scene going to be? And like, you'll see when you get there. <laughs> oh, ass fuck God. doll death scene. <laughs> I, 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 to Lucha Underground and Helico. I feel bad for Jack Evans already. Jesus Christ. Oh, boy. Um, all right. So, so for the record. Shout out to Jack right. Evans for watching our podcast on a potato right now. For, for I want to give a shout out to the pepperoni that is still in the ring at this point in the episode. Which is I amazing. actually uh, told the chat that that was one of Marty the Moss nipples and Pentagon just chops really hard. So <laughs> he hasn't even come in yet, but that's funny. <laughs> that's really um, it's probably true. Um, okay, so just Johnny and Penta are in. Penta's on the outside. Oh, Phoenix comes in. Phoenix, super yeah. good. This goes for a little bit. Now it looks like none of them, none uh, of them wake. Yeah, looks uh, like Lucha Underground, and this is where I start smiling, very happy uh, at this point, and actually I'm pretty happy with the most of the rest of the proceedings from here. Production mm, seemed to get mm, good. Mm, the crowd mm, woke up. I know mm, you still got some. I'm gonna let you address them, but I started getting a lot happier. Byron and I started having a lot more fun live. Yeah. Phoenix, Phoenix was awesome. On fucking fire like i was talking about yeah. earlier that stuff he was doing with the ropes where he stands on the top rope then he bounces down then he bounces back up and then flips like pinta was helping him through some of Phenol. it uh Phenol. mundo was basing and then mundo was doing some moves on him like this felt like fucking lucha libre this felt like lucha underground who did, who did animo was it you justin yeah that was me that I was did. definitely you justin because you did it wrong I did, yeah like, <laughs> you dummy you I guys are like, like l7 l7 animals 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 how are you doing it's animals yeah. i i you know, know what it is you know what phoenix walks out and everyone goes hey it's phoenix and you while you're saying hey it's phoenix he spits in everyone's yeah. mouth <laughs> that's hot <laughs> I, I, By the I, way, I think yeah. Phoenix seemed yeah. more Phoenix than Phoenix during this <laughs> match. It, he was ridiculously bouncing off those ropes, and I loved it. Uh, it, it was, was really, really awesome. He hit yeah. every springboard and rope maneuver imaginable in like 30 seconds. Uh, I wish like he made it to the end. I would have rather have had I, – I know why he didn't, but I uh, – yeah. Way, man. It's you can't why, have him steal why, his brother's thunder. That's messed up. It's, no, um, I, mean, I mean second place, I, Justin. He, he'd still lose. It's weird. It that's just one of the weird things I think for us that um, with it being cut down into a forty-minute show, they packed too much stuff live. You know, yeah. so Phoenix was one of the one of the thing uh, one of the um, experiences that felt so much smaller than we wanted it to be. Um, one of the few. Rebecca, don't be pissed about Portugal. That was as close to a win as as you could get in that oh. situation. Spain, what the fuck? Spain Are we going to be talking oh. about fucking soccer instead of Lucha? Look. Come on. I want to give a shout out 
I'm sorry, me football, um, football, me. I'm sorry. Why are you giving? I want to give a shout out and it's arrest in peace to Matt Guitar Murphy. Um, he was a legend, and he is still a legend, and he is no longer with us. And I want to, I want to give a rest in peace to Chris Hardwick's career. Look that up. Yeah. Well, I don't want it to rest in peace. I wanted to burn. He still has like shows debuting and people behind him and talking Hardwick or whatever. Like he's he's only half burned. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see if he's really getting the Me Too treatment the way he should be or not. Um, Well, where he gets burned is people can choose not to watch. Look, TJ Miller, you still have this podcast. So (laughs) who says that Chris Hardwick can't still work? You know what? People get really judgy just because you punch a woman non-consensually during sex and you're a famous comedian. Hey, that's the Byron shirt quote. <laughs> that's a <laughs> entire thing. Quote. Yeah. Oh, man. Hashtag me too. Oh, damn. Hashtag maybe don't punch women and do beer bottle things. Oh, you didn't have to mention that part. I have to jump in. Yeah, go. Phoenix is luchador of the week. Okay. Yes. Phoenix is luchador of the week. Hey, it's that's funny because he didn't win. Uh, but he's luchador of the month. I mean, the guy has appeared in AAA, MLW, and now Lucha Underground in the course of CMLL. CMLL. Oh, CMLL. In the course of like a week and a half. That's pretty fucking amazing. And something that none of us ever thought would happen. Remember when he quit AAA and we were like, oh, fuck, there goes the best wrestler ever. He's just going to get fucking burned. No one's going to be able to use him in the state. He's never going to work at Lucha Underground again. Like, we thought the dude's career was fucking dead, not even two years ago. And look at what happened this very week with him. So, yes, I will agree with Miflo. Can I interject with some breaking news? Yeah, break it. Apparently, next Saturday, when Justin, you and I are at Maverick Pro Wrestling, the suicidal, homicidal, genocidal Sabu will be taking on Killer Cross. Oh no, no he does not have to wrestle fucking. Wow. Yep. Just announced, just announced by Cross. Oh, go easy on him, Cross. Fuck. He's you know what, made though? of powder. That's actually a good way to go because Cross can base for, for Sabu's old ass and work I, it psychologically yeah. so Sabu doesn't have to kill his knees for the whole 15 minutes. Oh, hey, speaking of That's upcoming wrestling really stuff this month, uh, Jericho's doing Frankensons at the end of the month, guys. I can thought meet, you were going to say Jericho. Cross can put Sabu out of his misery. Um, I, I like how Justin and Jim just no stalled Chris Jericho doing an appearance at Frankenstein's because Byron interrupted before oh. he could say anything. Mark oh, out. Yeah, <laughs> we could tell him how Guys. freaking awesome his new his uh, Dominion match was. I'll tell can him I how interject? awesome his fucking sweet dad bot is. Can I interject? <laughs> Byron, you've done nothing but interject all night, so uh, why would we stop you now? Phoenix is the wrestler of the week, tea and crumpets. (laughs) Full show. Full show. Full show. All right, Jeremiah Crane comes in, and he brings a chair with him. Now, I want you to keep in mind that when this was taped and we were there, it was, what, a week or maybe a week and a half after the whole Eddie Edwards thing happened? I would say probably longer than that. Oh, it was maybe. probably like, I think it wasn't on TV. Yeah, was like, it? it was a big fucking deal going on at the time. Nobody knew how to feel about Sammy at the time. Nobody knew whether yeah. we liked him or not. Plus, 
keep in mind that there was shit going on with him and Lucha Underground from what we understood too, that he had asked to be let out. And then when EV Dub came on the show and said that talent were getting relaxed contracts, he popped up on Impact like the next day. He was the one that obviously had something else ready to go um, and was bitching about getting out of his Lucha Underground contract because he wanted to do this thing with his boys, the Chris's over there. Um, so, you know, this is going to be a weird thing with Sammy through this whole season because he was one of the people that had grumbles that we kind of mentioned in the ether last year. And the real question for us, even at this point of watching this was like, is Sammy on good terms with them now because he got that relaxed contract? Was that good enough for him or was him bitching enough to get Lucha mad at him anyway for doing it? Like, where does he stand? So um, it'll be interesting as we go forward this season to see if Sammy really has smoothed things over with them or if they find a way to write him out as they said they were going to do for people who asked for their releases. So that's a little non-spoiler tease for you to f- see what's going to happen with Sammy Callahan. Anyway, what was really funny about this was he brought a chair into the ring with him and he's doing some great stuff and some work with Phoenix. And then he goes to do a, a spike pile driver or whatever on the chair with phoenix and completely misses the fucking chair big surprise nice work jeremiah (laughs) way to miss the fucking chair when everybody in the room is like please don't miss the chair and you miss the fucking chair what a nerd nerd Um, nerds miss chairs 15 mil muertes 15.5 katrina okay i gotta say it's very important say um I got to say that this broke about... You can't take too long with this, though, Byron, because I got to talk about Mel soon. Okay, so this broke about even because... I mean, Thunder Rosa or Cobra Moon, whatever you want to call her. Sorry, Byron, was I interrupting you? Like, did everyone else go ahead? pointed with Mel Mortez, his experience. I was extremely pleased with Katrina's performance and what she was wearing and her character work. She was incredible. She was I think this is an important point too, by the way. Her new ring gear is an important point. So go ahead and make that point. Yeah. She is doing the right thing. I'm in full support of her. I think Mill comes in and he jobs out real quick and it's kind of Well, he got ganged up on a little bit, and I think it was a good spot for him. Like bring him in, introduce the tension. Get him out of there. We don't yeah, want but the last time Pentagon came out and hit him with chairs for 12 minutes. And he dropped out to like a secondary. Yeah, level. but but uh, I think Mill Mill has to be there for this moment, but at the same time, you don't want him in the title picture yet. You want to build this tension with him and Katrina, and the Katrina walking off thing at the end of it, I think sold it yeah. perfectly. Yeah, that was good. I mean, I know you want more mill, but at the same time, storyline purposes, I completely agree with this. I back, I back this play. Um, and yeah, Katrina looked great. I actually, um, outfit aside, I actually thought it was Katrina's hair that really did her justice. Something about the the flat iron and the cut and the way oh, it was yeah. hanging on the shoulders. It was it. It's a good look. I think the work. Uh, it's a wig. Katrina stylist did a great I'm job. I'm just gonna say, yeah, she has bangs this time around, right? Uh, no, it was like down to the. Yeah, but isn't it a wig? It was a wig before. 
Might be. I, I don't know. I don't know or care. I'm just saying the hair looked great. Whoever did it did a great job. Uh, Actually, I think the difference, Casey, uh, might have been that it was not a wig and it was her actual hair, oh, which is why geez. it was laying so flat. Well, after Ivelisse accidentally kicked her hair off at the last Ultimate Lucha, <laughs> I'd see why they'd make that decision. I just, I, I just wanted to say respectfully that that it, it was working. Um, I want to see where the dissension with them goes. I think that this is yeah. going to be an interesting storyline this season. Um, we don't know what's going on. I would like to say right now, though, that I think um, if Katrina and Mill split up, I'm completely fine with that. I think that uh, Katrina's mom, Captain Hotness, Carmen Perez, could easily come in and replace Katrina as Mill's uh, valet slash witch witchy woman controller. I would Wait, be completely fine Katrina with that. I think that she would uh, fit in the outfits just fine. Uh, Katrina's think, not with Mill anymore. She's single. No, I'm just saying if that's where the storyline goes, she walked off at the end of this. Don't don't you mean Carmen Perez Rosnes, Justin? Do you have to remind me? <laughs> I'm just saying, you have to blow the whole thing for me. Ah, <laughs> dang it! I'm just saying I would like to see them bring back Captain Hotness. And that character, and she still got unfinished business with Katrina. So maybe she's yeah. the one that pushes Katrina out the window or whatever that scene was we saw in the trailer. And then, you know, Captain Hotness can take over with Mill and wear the outfits and do the thing. She doesn't have to always be dressed like a cop. She clearly is some phrase. ancient witch I, I, I think that Justin is really, really sexist and only wants to see a woman take over the role and the costumes of Katrina. Oh mm. uh, no! There's some guys I'll I could see it. pulling it off. Yeah, I'll do it. I think uh, Ronaldo from the Peru. Meef says they'll yeah. do it. Meef says he'll do it. Okay. Yeah, you've seen me in a dress. And and, and Meef can hold a rock like no one's business. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, number sixteen. Uh, Aga. Dude, not to be confused with Sega and. Okay, this is this is where we're gonna get into something. Wait, really first cool. of all, Daga's gear on point, no like sparkles, just look like he's gonna murder somebody. I like Plain just look like murder. And entrant number sixteen point five, Cobra goddamn fucking moon. Cobra moon. Yes. Um oh yeah. This is an amazing thing, and I'm gonna tell you why this is amazing, because this is the first time this has ever happened in the temple where another woman has come out right after a Katrina segment and actually looked so hot that she made you forget that Katrina had just been at ringside. I'm not saying Katrina's not hot. What I'm saying is that when Cobra Moon came out, everybody was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> that, that cute little Mel Cervantes, that can't possibly be her. She turned some kind of corner. She came out all kinds of eight pack washboard abs and like fitness model booty and like new ring gear. And everybody was like, Whoa, what the fuck is going on here? Genuine surprise. I'm pretty sure Vic grabbed me like, dude, who, what the fuck? <laughs> he was like, damn. And, and it, and it came across on TV too. Like I, how many texts were out there and, and tweets and Instagrams and whatnot about Cobra fucking moon. Nobody knew. It? She got a huge pop when she came out, and then when Daga came up behind her, it was like an even bigger pop. Yeah, which yeah. it worked also for both of them. It worked. Like I, I was not expecting uh, the carryover pop for her to be there like that. Like 
clearly the crowd was behind her, but rightfully so. I mean, the girl did not have those kind of abs the last time we saw her. <laughs> she just didn't. Like she came, like the girl went to the fucking gym. She came she put the work in. ripped. And and that's the thing about her. Clearly, she puts the fucking work in. Um I was a little disappointed that she wasn't in the actual match because she can yeah. work. She can go. Uh, that was reserved for Mariposa this time to be the one female in the match. But uh, hey, she was she was in mourning. Um, she, you know, she still has to. She's still sad about the death of nearly headless Steve. <laughs> Pindar. I forgot his I forgot Pindar. his name. Pindar. Yeah. Zippers. Just call him zippers. Zippers. Yeah. You know, it sucks though, because when they cut off his head, that body still had a bunch of zippers on it. Yeah. You know, they had to kill him. I mean, I feel like they weren't killing the performer as much as they were killing the wardrobe department when they did that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be honest. I think they were just like, look, we love this Pindar character. We had four seasons of stuff written for him. This outfit's terrible. We have to murder him. We have to chop yeah. him into pieces. They were like, this guy's just too big and bad. Let's cut his head off. Yeah, that and that outfit was just bad and big. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they old. maybe they can fix it like a mechanic would fix it or something. They should have trademarked nearly headless Steve. Nearly headless Steve. It's terrible. Um I I really would it's funny because honestly, I would normally feel bad for Cobra Moon having to come out after a Katrina spot, but I didn't. I she was, had a, a very memorable entrance. Just and every dude, show. it's dope that our homeboy Daga, after how like he was kind of treated in some matches before, he came out confident. This that, is not your Boyle Heights Daga. That's no, this is this is what up. I'm Daga. My dick is like a foot long. That's what that's what his walk to the ring said. And the agent. Daga. And Daga's had some moments where he's done that that Lucha Strong style thing. Um, what you're going to see from Daga, I think this season is going to blow your fucking mind. What you're going to see from Cobra Moon is going to blow your fucking mind. I That's think. awesome because they're two of my favorite performers in the promotion. Yeah. And I, look I, I don't to care it. if they ban me from the temple forever for saying it. Uh, my spoiler is that um, they are 100% two of the people to watch this whole season uh, there is shit to be seen. They won't ban us, dude. We said the same. Fox, it's no worries. <laughs> we said the same about AR Fox. That's true. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Daga, Daga is a little bit this year's AR Fox. I will say that. Um. He's got. And that's new- not faint praise for people that listen to our show. No, I was very impressed with him the whole season. There's somebody else who storyline wise, I don't want to give away that I was really, really impressed with. That's not surprising. We've already mentioned them a little bit tonight, but um, an old an old player at the Lucha Underground game that went to a completely different level that they don't go to anywhere else when they perform anywhere else that really decided that their performances in Lucha Underground were going to be the stuff of legend. Um, Ricky and, Mundo. Nope, not even the baby. The baby no. doll. You know, the backstage, doll. they're really hot. They're really hot on Ricky Mundo. Fucking DJ, Roach, EV Dub, all the Yeah, but let me tell that. you, the Ricky Mundo coming out there with the baby doll. And let me tell you, I'm the one who invented the coming out with a baby doll. And don't you show them pictures, the baby doll. Um, don't you show them pictures. My window's open. <laughs> <laughs> Daga Daga puts a beat down on Phoenix. He puts a beat down on Mundo for a little while. Very impressive. Number 17, the Mex Warrior himself, Chavo Guerrero Jr. 
is in the house. Uh, clearly, management uh, is different than previous management. Awesome. Chavo back in. And he is here to eliminate people below him in the pecking order. Absolutely. By a suplex. By a suplex. <laughs> it's a, it's a uno amigo. Look, uh, Penta hits his Penta driver on Jeremiah Crane, and he's out in their first televised face-off of the week. Um, yeah. Chavo they puts in a- work, though. I like I like Chavo eliminating Phoenix. Uh, the crowd mm-hmm. did not like it. But well, here's the uh, thing: Chavo came in and he was on fire, and he was great. He did a lot of great stuff, and it eliminated like three of my favorite people yeah. or two. Well, there was a bunch of chaos, and also I think they in real life they're doing an entrance too or something. It was just really weird. And next thing you know, there's a suplex, and Phoenix is gone. Uh, and like, it only gets bullshit. more fucked up from there. Okay. I honestly, though, I honestly have to wonder if that spot wasn't supposed to be somebody else, and Chavo just went into it because he was the agent for the match and knew the spot. Yeah, because things got crisscrossed and someone else was supposed to eliminate or something. Yeah, like imagine if that was Pagano right there. Like, wouldn't that make more sense? It was written, that spot was written to be a lucha legend. Um, and why not have it be Chavo if you can't get somebody else? See, man, yeah. if I had Pagano in there, I would have had him and Dreamer going at it. Maybe. Maybe. I'm just saying, yeah. I, th- this whole thing, a lot of it was like, I, I feel like day of or day before, some shit just didn't go right as far as what they wanted to happen that night. They had to work on the fly, and they didn't decide to cancel Aztec Warfare. They just decided to roll with it. And I, I don't, I don't know that you know Chavo was the original plan. I can't imagine that he would have been the original plan if they were bringing in a bunch of new talent. So mm-hmm. I got to feel like Chavo, because he can still go, because he is a veteran of the business and a big name and a big family name. Um, that that's why he got that spot. Or Chavo was in the back, like "fuck you guys," I'm putting myself over. And it's like I, mean, I got a pin. I got a pin. One or the other. I got a pin. Two of uh, Casey's favorites and one of Meef's favorites. And, and uh, Chavo could have just gone to Dorian and be like, "Hey, remember when Phoenix fucked you in AAA? I want to pin him tonight." <laughs> Who knows? It could happen. It could happen. Oh, so let's see. Um, uh, Chavo comes in. Eliminates Phoenix. Johnny hits the end of the world on Daga. Cobra Moon loses her shit about that elimination. Well, here's what happened. Um, He did his... uh, He started doing this German suplex spot where a guy's hung on the ropes and he runs and slides under the ring. He grabs the guy by the waist and just pulls him backwards as he slides out of the ring. He's been doing that spot and right before then, he did that to Daga and on his way out, he pushed cobra moon into a yeah. bunch of chairs just straight up bitched her out it was like fuck you because he's a and jerk so you don't put your hands on the head of the fucking reptile tribe that was really rude of him and yeah. she took note of it yes uh alexis it, he did get a gory bomb in eventually just not on phoenix yeah um we'll get which there looks good i like the gory bomb Oh, anyway, that's a great move. I love it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Cobra Moon was very upset when she left. And you know what you don't want to do is piss off an angry snake woman. Yeah. Um, that's what they say. So at this point in time, uh, King Queno with some lovely long locks coming out the back of his mask now. 
was entrant number 18. Meef Meef wants to show you his shirt. Yep. Meeflov is super stoked to get to see some upper thighs of the king. Meef is a huge Meef is a huge fan of Tigre Uno. <laughs> and wait, show the shirt again. I didn't have your camera on. Do you have to show it again? Oh, uh, he's got it. He's got the camera. Meef. Uh, that is a cool shirt. That's that's almost cooler than my Querno shirt, which is the half Querno half Phantasma shirt that I bought personally from Querno when I met him and got my picture taken with him. How's his English? <laughs> Very, very good. Why very the good. fuck don't we have him on the show then? God damn it. Somebody book fucking Querno. I think it's because of all the Querno's shit you love. talk, Justin. Querno's if only love. we knew someone who spent thousands of dollars and has a sex doll of King Querno. Yeah, Jim. <laughs> Tell Phantasmo <laughs> that we're going to cut him off from all of his English money flow. Did you, if he be on that? Did, did you call him Phantasmo? <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> Phantasmo. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Meef, go ahead. Talk about talk about uh, King Querno. My levels are messed up. Can you actually hear me? Yeah, you're good. You're good. Okay, okay. It is because working from it. No, no. Well, you say Phantasmo. There's actually a wrestler in the Europe called El Phantasmo. I shit you not. Me, you idiot. We're asking you to talk about your favorite fucking wrestler, and all you're doing is talking about someone else in a different fucking country. I I apologize on his behalf, me. Please continue. I I was just saying, it's nice to see him back. What do you want me to say about it? It was, you know, you know when it was really nice to see him back. Me was when I I saw him in person come back at the end of season three when I was there in the audience. Oh, it was yeah. nice because Justin was cool. upset, like really upset next to me, and he looked really mad. Look, it's not that I have a problem with Phantasmo or whatever is King Quersma. The problem is the fact that <laughs> I never, I never get into the character because every time. They build him up for something. They just yank it away from me. Like, can we get this guy out of the mid card or at least give him a a cohesive storyline in one of these promotions that makes some kind of goddamn sense? That's all I'm asking for. I can totally get behind him. Well, I know. But I mean, you know, what do you expect me to do? I'm just watching the show. I'm trying to enjoy myself. They build him up. They give him something to do. They make me like him, and then they make me not like him, but not like in a heel, awesome kind of not like him kind of way, in like a, oh, well, that's just not going anywhere kind of way. I need one of these promotions, Impact, AAA, or Lucha Underground, to actually do something with this guy. I don't say that he can't wrestle. I'm over him because every time somebody gives him a push, I feel like they're wasting my time because it never goes anywhere. Hey, Somebody's got to give him the right fucking push. Hey, why, why didn't he? Why didn't he have too. the fucking glove on? How about that? Hey, me. I yeah. think that's actually a very important point, by the way. That's in my notes too, Casey. No, but you know why? Because he's smart and well, he knows it possesses you, so he's not putting it on. Even though he put it that? on at the end of season three. How about that arrow from the depths of hell? Faux show. Oh. Yeah. Faux show, Byron. It's the greatest thing ever. Why do you oh, God. Faux show? <laughs> Did he just turn into Jim Ross? That's amazing. <laughs> oh, God. 
that I that, that was better than my Tejano. That's better than all my my combined. I think Meef has to do this show in an American accent for the rest of time. Now. <laughs> I I just I want Meef. I dare to hold your breath for seven minutes. <laughs> You're an asshole. I could hold Joel breath for seven. I mean, um. No, Querno uh, looked good. I I have uh, all, all kidding aside. I have high hopes for Querno this season. I hope that a DJ gets to go through with the storyline that he wants for for Querno. I hope that they give him something good in Lucha Underground before Impact finally wakes the fuck up and gives him something good as Phantasma. Um, clearly, he's gonna get fucked over in AAA. I think as we've all discovered, is no, he not? No, no. Is he not friends with no, Conan? No, well, no, he's one of Conan's guys. He's one of these Conan's always posting like stuff up about the original Ola Ulala gang of him and Tyre. All right. But, well, so um, that that no, means no, there's hope. The thing is, the, it is it's it's La Park, it's LA Park. I'm telling right. you now, because apparently someone was saying he's been turned up wrestling in makeup. Interesting. Well, yeah, I mean that would make sense. Yeah, we'll see. I, I think that I think that uh, if Phantasma wants to give up his mask, he certainly could. Uh, it could help. I don't know what they. I mean, and he'd still be under the hood as Querno at Lucha Underground. I mean, I think that he could actually be a guy that could mm-hmm. could pull off two gimmicks. We'll see. Anyway, um, Querno comes in. The action's good all around. This is the point in time where. Um, Everything is feeling very Lucha Underground. I'm very happy with the whole show. I'm happy with it live. I'm not having any issues. Um, and next, one of my favorite Lucha Underground performers, uh, Dadge, Dragon Azteca, El Dragon Azteca Jr., um, number 19 entrant. Very happy that he was back. Very happy that there was no visa issues or anything. Like This was one of the ones where I was like, thank God, a wrestler... This one slipped through my fingers, Justin. (laughs) (laughs) No one believes that a Mexican would have a shit beard. Oh, yeah. It's so scruffy and really off. It looks so terrible in the mask, too. I love it. Like, I got really used to it. Um, And when he comes to the ring with his his fucking and his points and everything, I, I I was feeling it. Like, whatever whatever amount of time off between seasons did some good in my opinion for dragon Azteca. Like I like the character now. I'm happy that Ray is gone. Like I want to see him shine with his own storyline and his own moments. And uh, yeah, I'd like to point out that at a recent PWG show, Ray Horace was wrestling. Ray Horace that? was wrestling. Right. And his, his entrance gear had Lucha underground all over it. And it was like it was like red and white and black, and I was like, "Okay, wait, this is Ray Horace. Why is he wearing Lucha Underground?" Yeah, I mean, look, Kevin Kevin Cross gets to wear Lucha Underground gear to everywhere else, and he hasn't even been on the goddamn show, even though he's been signed with a Lucha Underground contract for two years now. That's true, but at least he's not like it's not part of his ring entrance. It's not part of his like actual ring gear or anything like that. He gave a whole speech about it when we were at FSW. About being Lucha Underground all through and through. I mean, I'm just saying, I think all these guys that are really a part of the locker room 
um, feel that pride in whatever gimmick or character they're doing anywhere. It's like they wrestle a quarter of the time for Lucha Underground, maybe even less. I mean, a twelfth of the time for most of them. It was one month of the year, a twelfth of their time. But yet they're identified as and they identify themselves as Lucha Underground wrestlers first. Even some of them that have that will appear on Impact, you know, 20 more times this year than Lucha Underground consider themselves Lucha Underground wrestlers first. Maybe not the Sammy Callahans of the world. Maybe he considers himself a, a impact guy more first, but I still think that people even like Taya, Cuerno, like all these guys, Pinta and Phoenix, even Ray Horace, like they really consider themselves Lucha Underground talent first. Yeah. And I, I definitely agree with that. And that's why like when he showed up, during that match wearing that gear, uh, Adam and I were like marking out. We're like, oh shit, he's sporting Lucha Underground gear. I, it is. It's it's worth marking out. And the guy, he has been good for a long time. But the matches and the psychology behind his matches, he was very much a, a luchador And the fact that I don't think the psychology behind his matches in the past has been what you'll see in Lucha Underground this coming year. And I know for a fact it had a lot to do with Chavo. Um, that I think Dragon Azteca, that character and the ring psychology that you're going to see out of him this season is going to be on a different level. He's learning how to work the crowd, how to work the moments, how to work into spots, not how to just go in the ring, run around, do a Hurricane Rana and do a fucking flip dive. It's not just that anymore for this guy. And I think I think people are going to be really impressed with with what you see out of Dragon Azteca this year. Um, anyway, and he comes in with an amazing tilt-to-whirl DDT right on fucking Mundo's, right? I think it was on Mundo's fucking head. It was amazing. Like, just bam. And, and of course, John Morrison Mundo, whatever the fuck name he's going by this week, Johnny Impact, Johnny Johnny Married Guy. Johnny Ultra. Johnny Ultra. <laughs> he um, He's great. I, I just... There's been times where I've been like, eh, whatever. I get it. He's he's athletic, and but no, nah, he's great. He gets it. He knows when to get in the ring. He knows when to make somebody else look good. He can sell. He can base. He's not just flippy shit and parkour anymore. Um, I think he's starting. He's very lucky that he's becoming an elder statesman whose body is still there with him doing the things that his mind tells his body to do, which is not something that a lot of wrestlers uh, that have been around as long as he have are afforded. I mean, even London, even London, who's a great wrestler, can't perform like he did seven years ago. Mundo can. Fuck that guy. It's amazing. Mundo's, Mundo's at the top of his game. He's better than he was. Yeah. How is that fucking possible? Parkour. Because he was like 12 when he was in WWE. Yeah. So was fucking London. So were a lot of these guys. Kendrick. Striker, for Christ's sake. Striker's like the same fucking age. He ain't that old. Man, it sucks because Byron just, you know, DM'd us all a clip of uh, Minoru Suzuki killing the Mecha, Me Mecha Mummy. Easy for me to say. Rest in peace, Mecha Mummy. Mummies are horrible, but Mecha Mummies are all right. Um, <laughs> yeah, you made me sad, Byron. Why are you making people <laughs> sad in the middle of the show? Where's my phone? I'm not looking at it. Um, oh, this is, um, this is the amazing part of the show where... Um, Cobra Moon returns to the ring. Yes. Uh, screaming oh. for Vibora, looking even more bootylicious than the first time she came out. And I'm sorry to say that, Mel, but that's the truth. 
if you're listening. There was a lot of shots of your butt at this point in time. And Slide. Oh, we had a long Jesus conversation in the DM. Brian, I apologize if you're listening. But, Brian, more power to you, man. Bravo. Hats off to you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Vibra, love this guy. I did not understand the way they played some of this out. I get it. They wanted Marty to be coming into the ring. Marty gets introduced as number 20. Dude, I like I like Vibora's new mask that he can actually see shit. He can, and and the detail on it is amazing. Yeah, it looks cool, but you can also That's see that, hey, you can see his eyes. If you can see his eyes, that means he can see you. But this yeah. was one of the moments that I had been waiting for. Vibra is facing off with Mundo. We all yeah. know that uh, Austin Maddelson and Johnny Morrison have been working out together and doing all these crazy bumps and whatnot. So this was like, oh, shit, let's see what these guys can do. And somehow the whole spot went wonky with the entrance and the drummer started at the wrong time or something. And Vibra goes and does awful. one cool spot, but you don't really kind of see it. Then he sets him up for the pile drive. Like, and Cobra Moon's looking all good. And I, like, I just didn't know what the fuck was going on for a minute. Like, I just, I kind of lost my damn mind. And I feel well, like... Yeah, Go goes to what you're saying about the AD not really running the show there, to be quite honest, and like the timer gimmick, like it wasn't like fingers aren't pointed at one person. It's just there's a multiple, there were multiple, uh, uh, there were a number of things that were not working. And it, it just basically what what had been happening was things were overlapping and these were two big spots that were overlapping. And no one was there to tell everyone what to do and in person it was super clunky it was like it, was. it looked clunky on the show too mm -hmm. honestly it was one of those yeah. things where editing i don't think smoothed it out because too many things were literally happening at the same time they only had enough cameras to cover it a certain way and there was really no overall fix for the moment you can't well, not I have marty come to the ring you can't not yeah. see you you see Vibra stalling in the shot because that's the shot of Marty because too many things were happening at once. Yeah, I mean, I the what what you do in in the edit is you you fix it by making one and then the other thing happens. But in the ring, I, there probably wasn't any clean shots. That wasn't everyone go looking at Marty going, "What the fuck do we do?" And I got to say, Marty's hair certainly grew back nice because last time we saw him, didn't he get his fucking head shaved? Yeah, <laughs> he's taking supplements. Like if you're binge watching this show, it's going to be like night and day for some of these guys. All of a sudden, Cuerno's got these long flowing locks and Marty's got a, a fuller head of hair than he ever had in the previous seasons right after getting his head shaved. Um, so, well, we go to a commercial after that, but kudos again to, to Cobra Moon and the whole reptile tribe. Uh, that was a good moment, a good spot. I like the fact that Bieber was not in Aztec Warfare and he just came in and decided to wreck shop on his own. Also um, thought it was funny that someone who gets chance of under Snaker ends up doing a tombstone. It was great. It's perfect. Uh, again, I think, I think this is your that influence. This is our influence on, on the wrestling world. Um... He also does the um he does the Kenny Omega knee, the Ibushi knee, but without holding the arms. So Sakari he squad. So he could slap his thigh with both of his hands. Yeah, Roe from uh War Raiders slash War Machine does that too. But he you could see him blatantly slapping the thighs. 
Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, look, AR Fox like claps his hands above his head. <laughs> and Do I we swear. Have to call him? Yeah, that's. Do we have to say War Raiders. Ugh. We have to say War Raiders. Um, anyway, so we come back from the our Modelo commercial where Kevin Flynn was wearing an MMM show shirt right into a Stipe Miocic Modelo uh, commercial. Come back from the action and Chavo. Chavo gets his uh, lie, cheat, and steal chair on with uh, Dadge's head. Right to Dragon Azteca Jr.'s head. I like that spot. Um, Marty, of course, turns into a bump machine, which makes me smile. A lot of the crowd was super not happy that Marty was uh, in the ring at this point in time. There was definitely yeah. um, some Wero backlash going on from the Latino fans in the audience. I'm not going to lie. There was Didn't um, Marty bump out of the ring on his head? Yeah. yeah. He landed directly on his head. And, that- look, and, and we've had this conversation before, and I think we've even told Marty this in person. Like He bumps when the camera's not on him and sometimes even harder because that shot is not in the show you don't see it and we saw marty take two fucking sick ridiculous bumps right in front of us uh during this part in time it was awesome one of them definitely made the show i remember that distinctly yeah but i mean some of them didn't and marty will tell you that he's like i i don't know if the camera's on me or not my job is to go out there and sell it every single moment now don't get me wrong the agents in the back will tell you Marty's a fucking idiot and he needs to slow the fuck down if he wants to keep doing this and they want him to stay healthy for a long time. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. Um, hey, shout out to, to Evil Lease Club in the chat room. Thank you for showing up. Appreciate you. Faux um, show. Faux show. Faux show. Oh, Byron's <laughs> never living that down. It's amazing. Living what down? Nothing. Um, so where are we at? Uh, Chavo, Goro, Gory Bomb. Awesome. Cuerno's knees, by the way, Meef, incredible looking. Um, I don't know that I'd actually seen him do that move like that in Lucha Underground before. I've seen oh, him do it as Fantasma. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. He he was getting a little ooh-la-la in the ring. Oh, yeah, don't, don't start with that shit. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> he got a nice pop when he came out. And then some dickhead decided to go, ooh la la. Oh, fuck it. Like, you know. Oh. I'm not here to one tell you dickhead, it's, it's, it's multiple. Well, there's there's one in particular that did it many times um, throughout the season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of throughout the season, I, I know there is at least one shot visible during this episode. I wasn't there for this taping, but a certain Mark found himself standing directly in the middle of the high spot area. Where he shouldn't be, and part of me wished that, uh, you know, talent, you know, doing their thing just happened to take him out because he shouldn't <laughs> be standing there. And I'd like to clear this up on the show. No, I'm not talking about CJ De Niro. If is it Brandon? <laughs> it is not Brandon either. Uh, I'll just call this guy Mark Mark Bandana. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this guy sucks. Uh, I think apparently, like when I mentioned this, like many shows ago, people thought I was talking about CJ, and I'm definitely not talking about CJ. It's not no. CJ. This Brandon guy. was at this show, by the way. You see yeah. him on camera twice, to my dismay. Yeah, no, Brandon was doing his thing. It was good to have Brandon there. You know, one of the it was actually nice to see you know. Brandon back, yeah, and not banned for any reason. Not that he would have been. Just saying. But. uh 
Yeah, yeah Mark no, this, other, this other kid yeah. just doesn't seem like he knows better. And it'd be nice if there was a chaperone to like, you know, keep him out of the plane. Yeah. Field. Like if you if, if you see the one shot of him, he's actually standing next to the guy neck who's sitting in the first row in front of him. So he moved out of the chair to stand next to that dude. Like I was surprised that like no one like stopped him at all, but you know, obviously we know it went on for the rest of the season yeah. and putting himself and others in danger. So yes, yeah. it did. And hopefully you'll see some of it on TV. So you won't think that we're making it up because it was fucking ridiculous. They're all um, making it up. They're making it up. It's all lies. This is, Casey, this is what happens when you, you don't have me in the audience. Someone has to fill my seat. It's not that so we didn't try to get you in the fucking audience. We wanted you yeah, to come, man. I mean, you were, you, you were legit busy. Day. Yeah, I I almost missed the beginning of this podcast because I had to register for classes for next semester. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't even hear about it. We so just we're got down to the final two? Okay, wait. So the gory bomb. Uh, first of all, Casey, did Chavo? you like that Chavo did the gory bomb on Cuerno here? And secondly, me, how did you feel about Cuerno getting gory bombed? Because I think he was the only choice. Oh, because he couldn't lift Pentagon or Marty? Is that what you're saying? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying because they needed somebody that understood how the gory bomb worked. Oh, I it's think a Pen- Pentagon wouldn't know how the gory bomb would work. Jesus you. I don't know. Me, were you pissed that, that Cuerno got gory bombed on his fucking nugget? Pena does. I, I was more pissed he kicked him in the nuts. He kicked him in the nuts from behind. That was pretty, you know. I feel like that was upper thigh. I feel like you're 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 exaggerating that a little bit. They I feel like that was clearly a legal shot. I don't stare at that guy's dick, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. That would have been my answer. Um, Who did the frog splash? It was Querno. Querno oh, did the frog splash. Shots fired to Chavo again. Now I don't think frogs. Chavo. I don't think Chavo was supposed to be in this match because these weren't his normal spots. Yeah. I feel like this was supposed to be somebody else, and they kind of adapted it to Chavo at the last minute. All right, can I be honest, guys? It was yeah. supposed to be me, and when they took me out of the match, I said, I'm not coming to any fucking matches the rest of the season because of it. I like <laughs> the fact that this stuff is all new to you, though, Casey, because normally you're the one that's the most in the know, but I think your perspective on just watching some of this stuff cold this season is going to be very unique because you have a specific thing that I know that you're hoping to see. And I think you're going to see it at times, too. So I'm excited for those moments where I think you're going to actually be pleased or where I know that DJ did something specifically for you. Um, Unless it's Sid that you're talking about being the limo guy. I don't know what you're talking about. That's possible, man. That's possible. And then he just fucking fist bumps me with the glove. He like comes over to my house. and He's like, this is for you since you weren't there. Boom. Um, were you guys surprised that the final two was Marty the Moth and, and Penta? I I wasn't because certain people can't keep things themselves in the DMs. <laughs> well, true, true. Antonio Cueto in the DM probably told you that he was very close to putting a white guy over for this episode. He's like, I got it down to one. Mark my, my words. Marty the Moth will never be Lucha Underground champion. This is as close as they're going to ever let him get. Well, you know, if they were to do something like have Pentagon lose to Marty the Moth, I'd just never watch again anyway. So yeah, I was happen. I was real fucking worried for a minute there. I'm not gonna lie. Like I love Marty. Yeah. 
I, but I did not want to see him take the belt off of Pinto. No, honestly, Especially dude, you know what? Marty's one of the guys that I like so much that I would have been all right with it. it it's got it. Like, I don't mind title changes as long as it's not like sexy star winning the belt. Uh, you know, but that would have been hot shot. Yeah, that would have been hot shot. Well, yeah. Here's the thing. Marty hasn't he hasn't worked in that level on the card yet. And so it would have been like if Cuerno Cuerno has been up there a little bit. He would be a final four in a battle royal royal. Werno has won the gift of the gods championship and right? was not allowed to cash um, it in. Like if you're gonna do the final four, like you know, you would have I would think off the top of my head, Phoenix, Mil Mortis, Pentagon, all and former champs. All and then I don't know. I mean Matanza's not in it. Cage is Dragon Azteca Jr. But Dragon this Azteca is the moment, the honestly. I, right now, this moment, I felt like Marty made sense there. He looked every mm -hmm. bit the superstar. The fucking Kobashi DDT for Christ's sakes, and yeah, I mean, no, Marty did great. Like but this was this was a big moment for him, and the way that he took the Mexican destroyer and the package pile driver from Penta, yeah, didn't expect that. I mean, we know he's a bump machine, but I've never seen him take those kind of bumps. I'm no, it was great kind of, that he did with Killshot. I was would love to see them. He did get his shit in. He got the curb stomp. He got the DDT. Like you could see him, he's working, and like the DDT is a really great addition. But yeah. it also took two super pile drivers to put Marty down. But here's why I feel he's fucked because not only did they have Pentagon go over on him, they had Penta break his fucking arm. So now what? Marty's just yeah. out for the rest of the season. Love, nah, dude. He can have a fucking cast to hit people with like Cowboy Bob Orton. They haven't done that yet. Well, which would be fine. But I feel like like they once again, they teased him up. They got me believing in another one of their characters for the title picture. They got me feeling that this guy was credible and could be at the fucking top of the fucking yeah. roster. And then they break his fucking arm. So I know that for like the next at least half a season, nothing. And probably after that, they're bringing back in some shitty Mariposa, you know, is my sister. I want to fuck storyline or something. It's I was his jerking like, arm too, man. Uh, Poor guy. That uh, was totally his jerking arm. Probably. She'll have to do it yeah. for him. Yeah. So, I feel like Marty's going to get the Willie Mac treatment now. Like maybe he'll end up a trios champion or something someday, but they'll, they'll have him keep getting close and never give it to him. I don't know. It was, it was not, I mean, I wish it was a better night. I wish it was a hotter crowd because by then everyone is like, I'm happy to be at Lucha Underground, but also like, fuck. Dude, everyone if it was all regulars, they would have been popping like, but but Marty was getting auditioned in the main event right here. And yeah. He is really, you know, he's, he's gone above and beyond every other time he got an audition, you know, like. His, well, and I uh, guess, I guess the real hope he is here. Uh, Storyline aside that what he did here proved something to, to Joseph and Evie dub and Roach and those guys, even though Roach wasn't there that night, proved something to the bosses um, and the other workers and the agents with what he did in that match. He sold it <sighs> right. He performed right. I loved it. You know what? Phoenix, the Phoenix match should have done that too because that shit was fucking great. Yeah. Like not just yeah. the wrestling, but the character work was fucking tremendous in that the hair versus mask match. Like he deserves to be a main event guy if not champion. Well, and, and the WMD too. I mean, oh look, yeah, that he's was put together. Pretty... He's put together a, a real resume now, and the character work that he did, you know, with Melissa yeah. and some of the ring entrance stuff. Like, 
he has put together a real resume now on television in front of people in front of the fans he's won us all over and it easily could have been an epic fail from the very start of that character the whole thing could have very easily not gone over his yeah. look wasn't very good at first and it was intentional um and somehow he was a clown somehow both him and de joseph though uh, or Roach, or whoever was working with him storyline-wise, really yeah. figured out how to make his storyline fit with his in-ring talent. And I think that Marty the Moth is not a product of talent. Marty the Moth is a product of hard work by many individuals that care about creating something. But he's and also smart about it. He told us specifically when, when uh, we were talking to him during the tapings, he said... Uh, like comedy characters don't win world championships. They don't win championships. And, and that was a motivation for his change in direction. And we see what he's gunning for. And he's, and he got there and he got there. Um, so then Papa oh. Cueto throws down a challenge. Uh, Papa Cueto comes out again, does not make the crowd very happy. Congratulates Penta, but tells him he's going to have to fight Matanza next week. And it's just like, Oh man, they're just gonna fucking stack the deck against Pentagon this whole season. And if they take it off him next week after he ran the gauntlet on like 18 or 19 dudes, I'm just still gonna be furious. Never watch again, right? Let's, I don't I'm never gonna say that. Take some hard lines. Look, I said I said if they didn't reveal the limo guy at the end of season two, I was never gonna watch again. Oh, I know. We still all hold that against you. We just don't say it. We just tell wrestlers not to send you shirts. Um, I forgot about it. But this is when we got a New Day chant, too, when Papa Cueto was like, do you know uh, what I'm going to make you face next, next week? Everyone went, hoo, 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 Yeah, that hoo, pissed me hoo, off. Like, hoo, seriously, hoo. if you're one of the fans that did that, stop listening hoo, to our show. Go listen hoo. Go listen to TwitWow. You should hoo, fucking kill yourself. Um, making yourself you look dumb. dumb when you do that. All right, we got to talk about impact. I got a few other things we got to talk about. We talked about Lucha Underground. You guys have gotten our comprehensive uh, review of Lucha Underground. Oh, impact! So we can talk. Can we talk about Cross being a mutant? He's well, let me talk. Let, let me Charles talk about Xavier the other walks first. again. Yes, totally. Look, impact. First <laughs> of all, ripped. here's my overall thoughts. Aside from the Cross thing, impact absolutely should not air a Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels. X division fucking barn burner in the middle of their goddamn show when they're oh, cutting oh. from the hottest crowd you've ever heard in the impact zone to a dead, cold, quiet fucking crowd. Man, that, that match is so great. I had that. I, I used to have like a DVR hooked to my computer, like a capture card kind of thing. And it's like three laptops ago, so it was all slow and shitty. But I remember I, I recorded that pay-per-view, and I used to just watch that match. It's great. This, was yeah. that against all odds? Was that the It was the one. Was I think so. It was the one that had um, Sabu and Abyss and the Barbed Wire Massacre right. on it, too. Which that was, was right before Bischoff and Hogan came in and killed the whole company. Actually, it was no, before no, Kurt Angle came in. Yeah, and, it was before Kurt and all that. Yeah, stuff. it was before Kurt uh -huh. came in and killed Samoa Joe's credibility. Uh, like the X Division at that point yeah. in time was one of the Fuck. best things going in all of wrestling. Yeah. I remember because I I that happened to Guinness, like KOing Kurt with uppercuts. Like I, I uh, way before wait, that. Wait, what was Jim saying? Because it sounded way more important than what you're saying. Basically, I they pretty much did. <laughs> Maybe not the exact same match, but they had uh, Joe versus Daniels versus AJ at a TNA house show at the ECW Arena, which was Ooh. insane. 
And like, I remember thinking like, I, I love this match on that pay-per-view and now I get to see it live and it was just as good. I mean, it was crazy, too. That This was back when Samoa Joe wrestled like a goddamn cruiserweight. It was fucking ridiculous. And AJ Styles at, you know, still the short haircut, you know, being all the pretty boy AJ he was. Yeah, this is, when, uh, AJ. This is when AJ was still doing the Fosbury flop. Yeah. And, uh, and during the, I think, was that the impact zone then? Uh, yeah, during the impact zone, if you watch during those old tapings and pay-per-views, they did all their high spots in the same spot. But the ring apron just the or the ring skirts had Morphoplex because it was their uh, it was their one of their sponsors. So my j- friends and I always joked, "Up, oh, what's the Morphoplex high spot for this match?" <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, I just thought it was really weird that they decided to run this in the middle of this episode. Also, right after Taya's match, which had no heat with the crowd, and I don't think Taya did anything wrong. I just. I don't know what they got to do to get Taya over an impact. Like it's close and her promo was good. Everything about what she's doing feels right, but it feels like they're going to have to build the storyline backstage or somewhere else a little bit better for her to really get her over the right way, but, but it's it also, super close. But it also doesn't help that a majority of the fans, you, as much as the same people show up all the time, a majority of the fans are still people that gave free tickets to at Universal Studios who don't it know anything help. about the and product. I don't, and I don't know. sucks. I don't know what the, yeah, the, they got to figure out the crowd situation because they're doing a lot of things right. But the just the sound of the crowd, like if you watched, and I watched pieces of them back to back today, which made it even more obvious. I watched Lucha Underground, to get a couple of extra notes. Then I watched impact to, to see a few things. And then I watched NXT. And then you're talking about the fucking heat in the crowd. Impact just does not stack up yet. Impact was the most talked about show this fucking week, had some really great hot angles, has a, a wealth of talent that they've got there right now. Got some guys in the back that finally understand some stories. They got to figure out how to make that shit translate on TV better. The backstage vignettes are killing it now in Impact, but that fucking crowd is hurting them. It's hurting them bad. I think they need to take the show on the road, um, do more tapings, not in the Impact Zone. I think that's the only thing that they can do at this point in time because I think that paying audiences out there on the road are going to be smarter audiences for them. Or or they got to figure out how to do what Lucha Underground does because – you might have 200 people in the temple chanting the wrong thing, but no matter what, you've got 460 people chanting something the whole goddamn time through two Lucha and NXT. NXT, same way. Hot ass fucking crowd making that goddamn show, making talent. That NXT crowd will go cold on some bad talent, though. They mm-hmm. will fucking murder bad yes. talent. But everyone's there to see the show and to invest themselves in the show, you know? And it's like the Impact crowd, it's they're all just kind of bored or they're just watching TV, it feels like. Um, the thing I will give Impact credit for this week, I think that the commentary has really smoothed itself out a lot more. Callus is doing a little more of the heavy lifting. They're letting shit breathe a lot more. Matthews has just got to stop fucking talking more. That's it. And he did that this week. No, I don't think at all. I think he could be fine. I I, honestly, if you listen to what he's saying and how he's saying it, it's not that different from Stryker. 
um, he just doesn't know when to lay back in the pocket. He's got to get mm. get off it more. What were you going to say, Jim? I was going to say that it's. I think it's funny that I liked Josh Matthews as a commentator much more when he was back on SmackDown, which is really weird because you think he would have learned so much since then, but I just feel yeah, like Yeah, but a- you know what the difference is? Matthews is a guy that needs somebody in his ear, yeah. and there's not somebody really skilled at that in TNA right now, but having Don out there next to him, just grabbing his wrist like, he's up, buddy. <laughs> Take it slow here. Let the match talk. Okay, now let's hit a spot. Like, I think he's kind of doing it with his presence because, you know, Don's not in the back in his ear, which is the guy who would do it, but you need Don out front. I mean, clearly after New Japan, he is definitely one of the best color guys out there right now. He's fucking crushing. Who's also all in for the broadcast, which I'm glad Yeah, that's going to make the broadcast a lot better. Um, What broadcasts have all in, though? I mean, they've got to, they're not they're not going to have uh, Don Callis be all in as the as the color commentator if they're not going to do a broadcast of some sort. What they have to there has to be an internet pay per view. They just want to get people to come to town first, so their whole event is fucking packed, and then they'll inter- uh, announce an eye pay per view. He's they're, gonna the money hold is. the mic and just go over the PA. And this happened. And this happened to the live audience. That'd be fine. He could actually pull that off. He uh, actually, that off. he doesn't do play-by-play. He'll just be like, this guy's Canadian. We're friends. Oh, this guy's Canadian. We're friends. And Casey, uh, you did that at, a, at indie shows. Yeah, I did. Um, but I, I told hilarious dick jokes, but then like the wrestlers would laugh and they're supposed to be mad. Amazing. <laughs> um, Striker is an absolute gift. God damn it! I I I like Striker a lot. Wait, Markout Mania is tomorrow morning, guys. Right, Saturday morning, Markout Mania. Check it out. Is that the new Twitwell show? It's Saturday morning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, Markout Mania is not Twitwell in the fact that they're not marks like Twitwell. As much as they call the show Markout Mania, they actually talk about stuff I find interesting and more historical stuff. A lot of. uh, you know, vintage NWA, WCW. Yeah, I heard one of them thinks that stinks better than The Undertaker, so that can't be true. You know, you'll have to listen and find out. Mm. I'm going to be busy tomorrow morning. I have to go to Little Tokyo tomorrow, man. Hey, are you doing your podcast tomorrow, too? Your other, no, no, your no. Uh, I'll probably put a new episode up this weekend. Uh, it was taped a while ago, but I think it's got our our Monster Palooza trip report in it. I think I'm two episodes behind now, and I apologize, but I'll catch up. Yeah, I'll I got to put up, up 12. Some uh, good stuff. I recorded 13, and that's going to go up. And yeah, 13 is where we talk about our VR adventures. Jim knows what's up. He does VR adventures because reality is shit. Like the void? Yeah, yeah. It's like Atari Teenage Riot says, reality is shit and cyberspace is God. <laughs> I love it. Um, I just finished reading uh, Ready Player One. Haven't seen the movie yet, but the book's really good. Oh, um, I should have went the other way around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pinta makes the save for Cuerno when his mask is threatened by Ohio versus everything. Oh, God. Look, Ohio just rocks, man. You can't help Dude, it. Dude, that, that name's horrible. Name. 
Yeah, I don't mind uh, Ohio. Uh, I hate the uh, fact uh, that they have to remind us that they're Ohio versus everything. We get it. No, it's like, dude, the only state that should be mentioned in a wrestling tag team is California. Well, it's not like they can say Dayton versus everything because people would be like, what? Who? Where's who's Dayton? When, like, when you're from Dayton, you say you're from Ohio. Cincinnati oh. versus everything, and they just like fucking, oh man, Cleveland versus oh. everything, they just lose. I don't know. But like, how much is Ohio fighting people? Someone from Ohio goes, I'm from Ohio, fuck you. And someone goes, all right. And they walk away. <laughs> it depends. It We're depends. a gang. The whole state is a gang, goddammit. You just don't give a shit about the Ohio gang. Well, Let's see, and I guess this is the problem. See, the, the gimmick gets over with me because I'm from Ohio, and I'm just I like, oh, this is great. They're That's weird. But they live in 49 states full of people that are like, fuck this dumbass gimmick. You know, it's like you're the you're the outlaw L.A. Red, not the outlaw Cleveland Red. You know but why I'm the outlaw L.A. Red, though? It's because, because Kenya yes. stole your trademark. No, I moved to L.A. and I dyed my yeah. hair red, and my friends back in Ohio Fire got it. One of me. You had to change his name because they trademarked. <laughs> they trademarked <laughs> your name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you took your name. He owns Justin Harvey. <laughs> Byron, there's Byron a, is there's some there. idiot. There's some idiot in Mexico with a with the Justin mask wrestling. No, full, full fucking clown face paint, and he he's Justin clown. Bunch of fucking clowns. Bunch of fucking clowns. psycho clowns. Oh. Um, anyway, look, Sammy versus Pentagon looks like a good match to me. I'm glad that they're leading there. I think this is a really good way to pull Sammy out of the Eddie Edwards thing. They got Eddie facing off with Tommy Dreamer now and kind of going to the heel route. I think that this is a smart call. We were talking about this a few weeks ago. Like, how the fuck are they going to get out of this Sammy-Eddie feud? And they're going to do it by having Eddie be so mad at Sammy that all the people he's fucking over along the way are people he's going to have to fight now. And then they can get another blow off out of Sammy and Eddie somewhere else. I think it's also a good way to pull Penta out of the title picture, even though it was stupid to only put him in and in the title picture for one TV taping cycle, motherfucker. Yeah. Hot shot. Hey, hey, are any of you guys uh, watching MLW? <clears throat> what do you mean? Uh, MLW? No. I don't get BN, and I thought it was on Sling, but I don't get it. I've watched some of the matches. I saw the highlights from Penta and Phoenix winning the tag. Wait, belts. you know what it is? It's not on Sling. It's on Fubo.tv, I think. I think, I think that's it's what on we got to get. Other Sling package, but when they moved oh. to the ring, I had to switch. Is the problem? Um, well, shit, Justin. So, you know, hey, you you're not going to get Tony Shavani trying to pronounce all of like Pentagon. Well, I guess well, he could well, say, he I probably mean, would say that. OK, we'll get to it. But, you know, you know, I had heat with MLW for a little while, too. So we'll we'll see how. Mm -hmm. if I, what do you think of the stipulation between Penta and Sammy? Aren't they doing hair versus mask? Except spoilers hasn't been announced yet, Byron. Oh. Jesus. No, Stop it, reading spoilers and assuming it's the show. I didn't know I was reading spoilers. I thought I was reading Twitter. Anyway, they're doing a hair versus mask match. And Penta is already in a mask match. So 
Well, that's great. And they have to put him in one in Lucha Underground. Maybe they'll time it with the the one that he does in Lucha Underground, and then he'll lose his mask in like four promotions simultaneously, and it'll be the most synergy you've ever seen in professional wrestling across independent promotions, some of which were taped five and a half months ago. I want to see a hair versus mask match, Penta versus Tejano. Tejano. Put his hair up, up at stake, right? It stinks. I've never been higher. Tejano even got a like a haircut right beforehand, so it's like all short and clean. Well, good. Look, the good news is, uh, whatever the match is, it'll be at Slammiversary, so that'll be live, and you haven't spoiled that. But yes, in this taping cycle, um, Penta and Sammy are squared off against each other, um, and Eddie Edwards has moved on to a Tommy Dreamer weirdness thing where Tommy has left the promotion um uh and and And. killer fucking cross god damn this son of a bitch i i hate that we got to it so late in the show Uh, i'm sure we'll talk to him about at some point but the uh the segments uh though not as good as his own personal videos on his youtube page or his Mm -hmm. social media if you're not following this guy you're an idiot um, but a lot more people are following him now because he debuted in the rightest of right ways on Impact, dragging Petey Williams away from the scene. Everyone thinking that Petey Williams was, in fact, the culprit of this fucking shenanigans with this ex and laying people out like Petey Williams has those kind of balls being from Canada. And then um, the Canadian destroyer gets fucking destroyed. And the best part about it, and you'll like this, Casey, is Cross is dragging Petey Williams away from the scene here, and then he starts taking his shirt off like he's going to make a deposit in Petey Williams' prison wallet, and it's really fucking weird. And I'm just like, Kevin, I never knew. What's going on, brother? (laughs) But he was taking off his shirt because uh, they wanted to tie the previous promo back into the antlers and the tattoo that he has on his back, so he had to mysteriously find a way to take off his shirt it just looked and then he said you should really call the police i thought he was gonna rape pd williams i just thought that that was gonna happen kevin please don't be mad at me for thinking that but man the way you took off the shirt and then the way pd was looking at you longing to probably just escape but he had those eyes the whole thing was kind of a moment you know, he used to team with Scott Steiner. He's He's been through some shit, probably. He's probably had so many Sharpies crab, crammed up his ass. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. And, yeah. We totally yeah. jest. We totally jest. It was an awesome fucking segment. No, but I'm serious about Petey probably getting I, Sharpies up yeah, his ass. Probably, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what happens when you come up with a move called the Canadian Destroyer. People try to destroy the Canadian. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Cross is a scary son of a bitch, and I think a lot of people shit themselves when he turned to camera and said you should call the police Mm -hmm. and then he walked away i actually grabbed my phone and then i'm like wait no this was pre-taped yeah yeah i mean look to me the only thing scarier uh on cross uh, of cross and impact is probably the way that grado mounts katarina when they do their ring entrance because that's fucking creepy i'm paying attention now have you seen this thing? Like, it's really no. kind of hot and erotic at first, and then you're like, "Oh no, this is just really gross." Like, I don't. I like no, things I don't that are hot right and erotic. It's Grado and Katarina. Have you mm. seen the two of them, Byron? I've seen one. Yeah. 
I'll watch. I'll I'll watch him if it means that I get to see her. No, you yeah. Which I know, but it feels like it feels like you're watching whatever Meef does to that mannequin when we go off the air. Oh God, he may every time we're done, he makes us watch for thirty minutes before we. Oh, the old man Dell special. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's like, guys, I worked on he some new moves. Check this out. Do it, Byron. He's like, I'm gonna make something. You did send him the. You did send him the check. He he's like was that euros or did he actually send it in dollars? Uh-huh. He sent it in dollars. The cheap bastard. Yeah, cheap bastard. Dude, they can't use euros. Well, Brexit. Don't. Jesus Christ, Justin. Um, we kept the pound for you. Exactly. I and and honestly, I know you don't want me to talk about it, Casey, and I'm not going to talk about it. Um, because well, the worst think? thing about football slash soccer for the Americans is um, uh, ties. Panama. I can't. I cannot understand how something that awesome, as in the best soccer match. I'm saying soccer. But I normally call it football. But the football match. What's wrong with you people? There's a lot of things wrong. Me flows. First of all, that game was not broadcast live here in the states on most cable networks. Fox Sports One uh, showed a replay of it at 5 p.m. when it was actually on at 11 here in in L.A. They showed a replay of it. I, however, on Sling, get like 12 awesome channels of World Cup coverage where you can watch different team channels. You can watch just the fucking cable cam over the top of it. Like, who knew Sling had like the best fucking coverage of the World Cup? I was happy with it. But anyway, I don't understand how a game that amazing can end in a fucking tie. They got to... Americans don't understand. Rules. No, hey, no, t- no. Ties are like, no. Justin, ties are like kissing your sister, right? To stay on topic? I don't know what that means. T- right. With, what, what, why why is the American started. obsession with multi-ball, extra time? There's got to be a winner. Because there's got to be a winner! What happens? Everyone, there's a fucking tie. Everyone kills themselves for fucking 90 minutes, and then there's a fucking tie, and then they get what? Participation awards? They get the same no, amount of points? No, no, no. Fuck it's, that. It's a, group, it's a group stage, so you get a point for a draw and three points for a win. So that, because if every wins, and there always has to be a win, then you're going to end up with some teams on the same points. Look, I guess it's I guess it's okay in this instance, because these also, these two teams are quite possibly the two two of the best teams in the World Cup this year. It was an amazing fucking match. Anybody who didn't Jim, watch yeah. it, well, that's true. But anybody who didn't watch today is a fucking moron. I'm glad that me woke me up and said, "What the fuck are you doing today?" Casey said, "I'm at the beach," and and I said, "I'm not doing anything." And Meef was like, "You need to watch the World Cup." And I was like, "I don't even know if I get it on any of these services and things I have." And then I found it on Hulu, and I was very very happy with my morning. Thank you, Meeflo. That's all I'm going to talk about soccer. That's all or football, whatever you want to call it. All right. Um, Leeds Leeds got Marco Bale. <laughs> Uh, I got to talk about Colby Covington. I have to do it. <laughs> Jim, what's your problem with Colby Covington? He's a, he's a very patriotic young man. He wins he wins the interim title, and he says he wants to take it to uh, his president, Donald Trump, and politely place it on the desk because uh, those cocksucking motherfuckers in Philadelphia won't take their championships to the president. You know what? Politics aside, I hate bullies. And Colby Covington, gimmick or not, is portraying himself as a bully. 
I don't think it's just a gimmick. I, if it is a gimmick, he's just fully living the gimmick, and I think he believes it anyway. Uh, he acts, walks, and talks like a piece of shit, and I'm just not a fan. Uh, especially this actually goes back to um, to when the day that Avengers Infinity War came out, as you know who I work for, Colby Covington uh, decides to tweet out the morning of the first day that we're releasing the movie, all these spoilers. And because the... <laughs> Because the embargo's lifted and technically because it's the day of release, we can't do anything about it. And he posts it. And not only does he post it, he includes the hashtag NFL draft. So if you're even just looking up stuff for the NFL draft, that would pop up on your feed. That's goddamn brilliant. That's the best heel move of all time. Heel move. Heel. Yeah, great. It's a heel move, but... I mean, look, I, I turned off the internet for three days until I saw Infinity War on that yeah. Sunday. Like, y'all didn't hear me. Nobody saw me. I was like internet ghost until I saw that motherfucker. I knew better. Which and I follow Colby yeah. Covington, so I could have got that shit wrecked for me. Right. And just imagine how pissed you would have been if had that happened. And I'm not, I'm not going to uh, defend the people who are stupid enough to go on the internet when that movie came out. Are the people dumb enough to follow this asshole? Yeah, that too. I follow the shit out of him. <laughs> But yeah, just, you know, and this whole, like I said, I don't like bullies as someone who was a victim of bullying when I was growing up, this whole hashtag nerd bash bullshit. It's like, fuck you, dude. It's like, what do you have to prove? That Wait, you're a big tough guy? Jim, Jim body Jim was bullied. You spent more time in the gym than anybody I know. How the fuck did you get bullied? When you're the Why only Samoan kid in a school, when you're the, the only Samoan kid in a school, you get some shit. People say, hey, aren't you a cannibal? Yeah, sucks. <laughs> when you're the only Samoan that likes wrestling that's not part of the Anoa'i family, oh, along you with gotta Samoa stop. Joe. Casey, it's just mean. He's <laughs> not Samoan. He is clearly Latino. Stop it. <laughs> I, I already so thought we ran the Latin lover gimmick into the ground. I'm sorry. I'm having too much fun. I'm sorry. Oh, all all entirely at Um. <laughs> Did we figure out which um, cheese stick was better? Oh I mean, yeah, I know, okay. I so you, you weren't here. You like? Are you a Whiz guy? I'm a provolone guy. Oh, we're talking about the actual cheese. Oh, dude, Whiz, yeah. The the the, it, the cheese depends oh, on where I get it. Okay, so what are the two? What are the two big places in Philadelphia? That, all right. Well, Gino's and Pat's are the t are the 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 tourist places, and they're also right, and they're both they're both Whiz places, right? No, every every pretty much every single cheesesteak place has the three main cheeses: American, provolone, and Whiz. So you can get them anywhere. People just think that uh, Philly cheesesteaks only have Whiz because that's how they know Philly cheesesteaks. But it seems to be the yeah. predominant one. I mean, the very first time I went to Philly and had a cheesesteak, I got provolone because that's what I like, and that's just how I've always imagined cheesesteak. Yeah. I didn't even know that it was a thing that more people like cheese whiz. I thought that that was a joke when they offered me whiz, and I was like, no, 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 the, the, the good white stuff over there, please. Yeah, I, I mean, gotta say, Justin, with the good white stuff comment, Jesus Christ. Anyway, yeah, I was gonna I say, thanks, Byron. I, you, I, I only say, really... Uh, my favorite cheesesteak, I, I know I like the Geno's and Pat's things. I just like greasy food. But my, I think the best one, to Justin's point, 
um, with the good ingredients is from Peppermill in Westchester. That's where my favorite cheesecake is. Shout out to Westchester and all the fine people in Westchester, PA, that donate. Sorry, bastard. <laughs> Where's Terry Funk coming from? I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, uh, damn, Dennis. Talk your junk. <laughs> Total breakdown. Anyway, real quick, uh, I only get cheese whiz if I go to Gino's and Pat's, and I only go to Gino's and Pat's if I can't go to my favorite cheesesteak place because they're mainly open during the day. Okay, which what's that? Is, which is John's Roast Pork, and people, you wouldn't believe that a roast pork place serves a good cheesesteak, but they have awesome roast pork. They have awesome cheesesteaks, and it's totally worth it. They're actually just a few blocks over from the ECW arena, and uh, it's definitely worth it. John so that place, it. though, uses place. real cheese is what you're saying? It's like every problem. place every place has real oh, cheese. But just no, but I mean, go, when you, you go there. enough to choose it. Oh, yeah. If I go to if I go to Genius of Pats, I usually get Wiz. But if I go to John's Roast Pork, I get American. Uh-huh. Jim, Jim, mm. all right. I'm, I'm not a cheese guy. But cheese whiz is not cheese. Oh yeah. What about well easy cheese though? That's that's cheese, right? No. 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 Plastic American plastic. They have real cheese in in England, Meef. What? It's a local cheese. I'm from I'm from from near Wednesdaydale, mate. And you've heard of Wednesdaydale cheese. Are you? Do they yes. have real cheese in Wednesdaydale? There were yeah. two you, you can't make it outside of Wednesdaydale. Yeah, this is what happens when we hit the three-hour mark. Things yeah, really so let me, let me get through it, because I do, I do have to talk a little bit about WWE. We've got pay-per-views this week, and we've got TakeOver. Who gives a Money fuck. in the bank. Not that many people, but <laughs> I advertised I was going to talk about it, so I'm going to talk about it briefly. Sorry, I turned my Here's camera off. Here's of Money in a Bank. You can We're pretend it never Jay. was going to happen, God, and then afterwards pretend it never happened, and you'll be happier than Jay's if you did awesome. anything else. All right. Shit. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna do takeover first. The card. I'm gonna run down it. I'm gonna Ooh, tell you how much I don't care NXT about it. It's always a good show. All right. I think it's gonna be a good show, but I don't know that there's anything to really care about necessarily, except for one thing. Um, you got Alistair Black versus Lars Sullivan for the guys, championship. Guys. Which card? Which, which match on the card do you think Justin's gonna be interested in? That's just. Take a guess. You know what I mean? I'll read them to you. I'll read them to you and take a guess. <laughs> Alistair Black versus Lars Sullivan for the championship. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Cleve, I mean, Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling versus Tommaso Ciampa. In a street fight, so no, I can't imagine it at all. Both uh, of those are going to be great. I'm looking forward to them. Shayna Baszler versus Nikki Cross for the women's championship. Oh, I love Nikki Mark Cross. Uh, Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream. There it is. And yep. there it is. There it is. There it is. Uh, then uh, Roderick Strong, Kylo O'Reilly versus the, those other guys I don't care about. That'll be a good one, too. The tag titles, totally. The ones and the twos. So which one do you guys think I care about? Oh, come on. Definitely Ricochet and Dream. That match is going to sell the It's the black show. wrestlers, Justin. 
Chocolate titties. You guys are. No, it's not the chocolate titties match that I'm interested in. I am clearly interested. Hey, come and say the next. Johnny Wrestling. He's from Cleveland. Oh, Johnny Wrestling. You're not doing race. The street fight. It's the blow. It's the big blow off. They used to. They used to be a tag team together. You remember? And then the whole thing disintegrated, and it's like turned into yeah. this big feud. And I'm then excited for that. Chocolate's like a bad guy now. The best feud in all wrestling right now. Here's a hot tip. Here's a hot tip. Oh, by the way, I was kidding. It, it's totally the black guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that's going to be a great match. Also, champion's wife uh, it work, has worked with my friends on Austin on TV shows. And uh, I believe uh, she was working on Big Brother. So there's a there's a small. I, I love how there. Jim muted me when I, I wasn't the one doing it that time. That's just wonderful. Anyway, okay. So look, NXT should be interesting. Um, yeah. Oh, you know, I didn't mention about Colby Covington. The one thing about that though, Jim, is that Tyron Woodley, who Colby Covington calls Tyrone. <laughs> Because that's oh. polite. Um, Tyron would, though Dana White called him Tyrone also, but Dana White also voted for Trump. So that kind yeah. of makes sense. Um, His name's Dana White. Yeah, Dana <laughs> White, which is clearly why he's superior to all the other MMA promoters. He's hey, a easy. Guy. <laughs> easy. Anyway, I'm just saying, he probably likes hockey, Byron. So. <laughs> Tyron Woodley is actually interested in fighting this kid now just to shut him up and finally has huge support from the public. Like I've always liked Tyron Woodley, choice. but he has bored the crap out of people for the last three years. No one has really been behind him as a champion. Tyron Woodley needed a great heel and now he can actually be a face like he wants to be because of this jackass Colby Covington. I think it it worked out exactly the way you wanted to. It's exactly what the UFC needs to a certain extent. And, and Colby it's because he got the movie spoiled for him, and he wants to kick his ass for it. That's awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. So anyway, that's a good part of it. Um, what does he do? This is Casey's favorite part of the show: WWE Money in the Bank preview. Oh, uh, dude! You know, you know, I. I I really it is my favorite part of the show because now Vince McMahon is a guest. Oh God! Oh brother! As if Antonio Papaquito wasn't enough, Vince McMahon has graced us. Well, we'll see what Vince has to handle it. Well, we'll say what. No, but see, the cool thing is, it's all recordings of Bruce Pritchard doing Vince, so I don't have to do anything. Antonio Papaquito. Um. So we've got. AJ versus Shinsuke in a last man standing match. That'll be interesting. Does one of you have the show on? I don't know. It's not me. Last uh, man, have you ever guys? Have you guys ever been entertained by a last man standing match? Yes. Like yes. Which one? Rock. I like McFoley. the one where one of the competitors who who's couldn't count to ten involves ten counts and standing <laughs> up at ten counts. Um, forgot that whole aspect which is a minor aspect of the last luchadora standing match 
What didn't that happen right next to one of the writers and producers of the show named Stolman? Mm. <laughs> Wasn't he right there? Shouldn't he have taken control of things and just slapped one of them in the head and made that work? He should have said, stand the fuck up at some He probably is the one that wrote that too. Um yeah. <laughs> so we've got that match. We've got uh Carmilla versus Asuka for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Oh. We've got uh which I don't I mean, I feel like you still have Asuka lose that and have Carmella find a way to go over. I don't think it's time to take the belt off Bell's Carmella just, yet. Carmella's doing some cool stuff. Yeah. And I feel like you've already you've already kind of soiled Asuka a little bit and they'll have time to rebuild her later. So you, I think you just keep it going for right now. But I don't well, mind also, it. Asuka doesn't need the win. Like she's still awesome, but Carmella is this she's proven herself right now. Like when she loses the belt, she's probably gonna disappear for a minute, you know. Oh hey, yeah. I, um or, I've got some WWE news. I forget where I read it, but um <laughs> They're announcing Monday. AJ Styles is the cover star for the new WWE game, and Ronda Rousey is the exclusive pre-order character. Well, because she'll probably have a belt by then. I'll yeah. Get to in a second. Mm. Uh, Roman versus Gender. Oh, uh, I'm a big fan of Gender right now. I hope he wins. Dude of the year. I actually, I don't dislike either of these guys, but. This is not a pay-per-view match right now. They haven't done enough with either of these guys. Vince <laughs> seems very enthused about this match. I, I, I believe he booked it. That's probably why. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it came directly from his desk. Um, battle of big guys that Vince is shoving down people's throats right there. Yeah. Seth versus Elias. This should actually be fun. Elias' segment on Raw with Seth this week was great. He comes out with this extra guitar that's all painted up nicely and of course Seth this destroys it nothing surprising about it at all but just perfectly executed dumbass wrestling shtick and I think that those two will actually put on a good match because Elias really wants it and I mm-hmm. think the theme for this pay-per-view is going to be who wants it who wants to make wrestling turn a corner regardless of bad booking and I think you're going to see some of that and I'll get to, to more of that in a second but I think mm-hmm. that I think that Elias is poised to steal the show right now anytime they give him a spotlight. I think he's got the right mentality, and from everything that's coming out from backstage, he's going to make himself the guy. He's endearing himself to the locker room. He's endearing himself to the writers. He's clearly working over the fans perfectly right now. Um, he's putting in the work, and I, I expect this match to be good. And I think it's going to actually bring Seth up uh, a notch. I think there's a lot of guys in WWE that are burnt out right now that don't give a fuck, that don't know how to get themselves over, like Finn Balor, um, like Cody Rhodes. But uh, Elias is not one of them. Elias is excited, and I think it's going to show. Sami Zayn versus Lashley. Double. Is Lashley still on the show? He should be fired. That whole angle is just... Hey, cutie. Yeah, it's just... There's nothing you can say about it, but... And, no. and they're not, neither of them are doing anything wrong with the angle, but there's just no reason for it at all, other than filling time. Like if it was anyone else but Sami Zayn, I don't think it would be working as well as it is. Yeah, and Sami is, a lot. is doing what he can do with it. I don't think he's phoning it in at all. He's really trying. 
You know what Sam we should do? He what? should bring oh. those guys out in drag to pretend to be Bobby Lashley's sisters. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers versus uh, the club. That's pre-show. That'll be, I mean, I think it'll be a decent match. It's nothing that you won't have seen, but whatever. I'm not mad at it. Debry versus Cass. Ugh. You guys, you guys, a big fan of Big Cass? I, I don't know. I get it. I, I mean, uh, he should have finished the match with the torn ACL. I'll God, never forgive him. Genetics. He's got awesome genetics. He's fucking genius. Um, I think that uh, I think it's fine. D. Bry's got to fight some guys, and then he'll work up to the big things that are the things. The Miz. And yeah. then the championship. Yeah. yeah. But right now, I mean, what else do you do with him? Put him in a holding pattern with the guy that comes back. That's fine. Um, men's money in the bank. Braun, KO, Finn Balor, Bobby Roode, Miz, Rusev, Samoa Joe, and someone from the New Day. I don't know. Did they announce who that's going to be? They on haven't, the and they probably week? won't do it until the next who, who did you say after KO? Kofi. Uh, it's who uh, else? You know, the Prince Devitt guy. Fuck him. <laughs> really, Finn Balor? I, I was trying to get you to say Bobby Roode, but you know. It's oh, okay. Bobby Roode! Bobby Roode's great. You don't like Bobby Roode? No, I'm I'm a fan. I, like I, I I'm not a fan at all. They got the WrestleMania entrance. Time to wish him the best in his future endeavors. I think that honestly, for this Money in the Bank, you give it to him or Braun. I don't think oh, Braun no. needs it. I don't think Braun needs it to be a credible challenge to Brock. I don't so think Braun like, needs a ladder to get it. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> Can you imagine Just Braun being like on the third rung pretending to not be able to reach the ladder or, the, or they just the have Braun fucking murder everyone and pile their bodies up and then just grab I mean if you look at this list the choices the choices are Finn Balor but uh, why really are they going to actually go through with the Brock Finn thing now or even whoever beats Brock why no you're not at this point there's no point to it I mean, they could build to a, try to do a big WrestleMania thing with Finn, but Finn doesn't seem like his heart's in stuff right now. There's not a lot of good chatter coming out from about him from backstage. Um, there mm -hmm. just doesn't seem to be any reason to push Finn up. Plus, he kind of pissed off the brass when he wanted to do a Finn Balor for everyone shirt. I mean, he pushed them for months and months and months on that thing, and he ended up being right, but... Vince don't give a fuck if you're right. He just cares about the fact that you told him that you were right when he said something different. So I can't imagine that he's super high on the list backstage. They're not going to bury him, but I don't think they're going to put him over either. Um, so I think your real choices and the Miz is this are, are not the Miz, but Rusev is the same way. Like they should put over Rusev. Yeah. But does anyone think that they're actually going to? No, no, they're not going to give Rusev a talking point for months and months and months on WWE TV. So I think your real choices are Samoa Joe. Mm -hmm. Bobby Roode or yeah. Braun? I have another choice. <clears throat> Who? KO or the Miz? Why? Daddy, get in that booty right there. <laughs> Scott that, Steiner. There you go. go. I'd be fine with that. You know I'm a big Scotty fan. Oh, God. Anyway, so my thought, my thought is you actually give it to Bobby Roode. Um, oh, but as long loses. as you turn... As long as you turn him heel, I'm fine with that. 
Is Bob? Well, I think you let him go face for a little while, but having the money in the bank is what turns him into a real prick. I'm fine with that. It, yeah, Bobby's best work is as a heel, which is why it bothers me so much that he's been he debuted on the main roster as a face, and he's been a face ever since. But I don't it think they're pushing it one way or the other. I think they're just letting Bobby Roode be Bobby Roode, and it's getting over because he had that damn entrance that people liked. Yeah, but they're making him face heels, so he's a face. Yeah, I mean, true. and uh, him being a face makes him silly. Yeah, like um, him calling himself glorious is cool when he's cocky and like <laughs> right. a prince. Right, when he's like Flair. Yeah, glorious. Oh come on, that motherfucker's Terry Taylor at best. Um, Terrific Terry Taylor. Yeah, <laughs> not the rooster. rooster. The rooster's giving him too much credit because the rooster red. had merch that. Well, I don't know that the Rooster merch sold, but there's merch. Like, they had Rooster shirts in the WWF merchandise catalog, for sure. Um, Little Nate Charles Robinson's above him. Who do you guys think goes over in the women's? I don't even know who's oh, in the You got Natalia, Ember Moon, Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Lana, and Naomi. I think oh, that they're going to do some whoever wins is going to walk out with the belt because they're going to do some stupid schmas and uh, Jax and Rondas and either of them have to lose. And uh, so I'm, I'm guessing a heel wins money in the bank. I'm going to say Becky because it's a smack. It's a, for the SmackDown women's title and you don't involve Ronda or Nia. Oh shit. It is. It's just for SmackDown. Never no, mind. No, no, well, it's well, whoever, it's women's it's money in the bank. Wins your brand. So, so like here's, if the raw person wins, it's for the raw women's championship. And here's what I think they're gonna do. I think they're gonna give it to Natalia. Uh, I think Ronda's gonna beat Nia for the championship, and I think they're gonna have Natalia cash in almost immediately and not take away from Carmella's story from last year. They're gonna have it be a quicker turnaround, and I think it's stupid. Now they could always do that without doing it, but I think that's the way that they're going to get Natalia and Ronda into their feud that I, that I predicted before WrestleMania even happened. Ember um, Moon should win. I agree. Ember Moon should be the one that wins. Rebecca Locke is also saying the same thing. I think even before I said it, Natalia, and then she cashes yeah. in. I just I, don't know, I think they're going to telegraph it, and I don't think that Vince is going to deviate from it. I think we know the story here. They want Ronda to work with natalia it's just that simple that's the yeah. match that's the way they set it up and from what i hear um what ronda is doing backstage and and honestly if this week is any kind of evidence of it uh ronda is seriously putting in the work like she's had almost a month now to work on just one match and it's going to be good and this is the right thing to do with her her promo was a little bit better this week with with uh naya Naya did a really good job too. She's pushing all the right buttons, pushing all the right issues. Still not too hot take. Um, oh hey, hot take. Brian Brian Cervantes is in the chat room. Brian, um, I apologize now because I know you didn't hear some of the things that we said about the gorgeous uh, Cobra Moon earlier. Please do not hate me or hold any of it against me because she's fine, and you're just gonna have to deal with it. Um, so moving back to Rhonda, I think that Rhonda. I have a Ronda um, hot take. Ronda is putting in the work from what everyone's saying. She's going on the road. She's doing all the shows. She's doing all the publicity. I saw her out here in LA at the fucking Emmys thing, and she worked the microphone there and did it the right way. She's apparently going and spending all the time in the ring that she can, either before shows, going to the practice spots, 
working this match to the bone. So if this thing isn't spotless, I would be very surprised because she is a perfectionist. And it sounds like she's doing everything she can to make sure that this match is fucking fire. Now, if her being the newer girl, if she can go in there and carry Naya, that's going to mean a lot. A lot. And I think they put the belt on her now. She's going in the UFC Hall of Fame. It's just purely marketing. I don't think they have a choice. It's stupid not to. They just have to go and do it. And I think now's the time. And then for her to face off against anybody other than Natalia after that just isn't safe. So even if Natalia doesn't win the money in the bank, they have to find some way to make that program happen. That's it. I have a hot take on about Ronda. Take it. Take it hot. Ember Moon is everything that Sasha Banks was supposed to be. Bingo. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Oh, and the Ember Moon action figures out, but you can't tell if they fuck with all the women because she's got her mask on in the package. So probably. Wait, you were breaking up, Casey. Say it again. Oh, sorry. Um, You can't tell if they fucked up her face like they do with all the women's figures. Like there's a really frightening Asuka figure out. Uh, that they completely fucked her face up, but they put the mask on in the package for Ember Moon, so you, you don't know until you buy it and get disappointed, I guess. It's saying a lot what the probably the best uh, face for the women's wrestlers and figures is Alicia Fox. I like Alicia Fox. Yeah, but I'm Does saying, like, the, I guess they worked better off of that face hand than the ones they've gotten from all the other women for whatever reason. Well, or real, they're just so bad with hairlines. They're, they're bad with hairlines and it worked in Alicia's case. Yeah. Alicia at least is very symmetrical. That's all I'll give her. She's just very like a light bulb. <laughs> what? Um, I agree with you. Black Christina Ricci is all I'm saying. She's, she's going to be looking for work soon enough anyway. Oh, wow. so she'll be in Lucha Underground? We'll see. She wouldn't be bad in Lucha Underground. No, because she when she does the crazy gimmick, she's funny as fuck. Like that yeah. was great. She was one of the only female wrestlers who could actually do a character, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, my last piece of MMA news is fucking Ariel Hawani's podcast is done. He's done with MMA fighting. We're gone. That's it. He signed off. He's going to ESPN already. He's going to be doing something on ESPN Plus to uh, give their premium content some more rub. He's going to be doing UFC coverage for them once UFC comes in over there. I'm sure all to Dana's dismay, but it's more things that make me believe Dana White is actually going to leave the UFC soon. Um, So ESPN Plus is like a subscription service. It's a subscription service, $5 a month, and you will get 30, I believe, UFC fights next year. And then the rest wow. of them will be on regular ESPN and um, and pay-per-view. So what about Where Fight Pass? That? That's the question that nobody knows the answer to. Nobody knows what they're going to do with Fight Pass. I've heard rumors that for an extra $5 on top of ESPN+, Plus, you'll be able to get Fight Pass also which is currently the whole price of Fight Pass. I pay $10 a month for Fight Pass. Um, That would be very cool if they did that because it looks like I'm going to have to get ESPN Plus, maybe even sooner. Like moving Ariel Hawani over there now is probably a good call because I can't see myself not getting (laughs) the Ariel content that I've been getting for free on MMA fighting. Um, So we'll see. I mean, he's the guy that breaks all the news. He's the guy that gets the interviews. I don't think that the Vox network is going to be able to put something in its place that's quite as uh, regal as what Ariel's show had turned into. Um, So it's just interesting to see where it's going in this whole ESPN takeover. 
I don't know what Fox is going to do, but, um, you know, but Fox is in the midst of this weird sale where Disney and Comcast are now fighting over them. And, um, you know, Comcast put in a $65 billion cash bid this week, but people aren't understanding that. Um, it's a bigger price tag, but they're not offering to absorb the debt like Disney is. Um, and, and the cash deal also puts a giant tax burden on the whole thing too. People don't understand these things about the TV deals. So, um, I think the, the board at Fox is advising shareholders to vote in favor of the Disney deal and not the Comcast deal, but that there may be a bidding war now, who knows, which ties up all the things that, that all of us are interested in because, you know, uh, SmackDown is supposed to be moving around and, and everybody's moving. Everything's changing. Conglomerates are sucking things up. And uh, it's an exciting, interesting time for television in general. We'll see what happens. I'm done. I have a Anybody? hot take about Fox. Okay, take it. Um, Ember Moon is everything that Sasha Banks wished she was. <laughs> <laughs> Are those birds? Are those at, yeah. at Miflo's house? Yeah, it's morning yeah. right now. <laughs> Miflo was awake. You're awake. You're alive. Miflo, when we started this show, what time was it there for what you? Year was it two a.m.? Jesus! Wow, two a.m. Wednesday. No, five a.m. All right. Well, the sun has come up on Miflo. Um, so that means that. Hey, we're hey Casey, do you want to try doing the sign off this week? Everybody else has tried it recently. Okay, um, I'm ready. Uh, <coughs> uh, look at me, sass. We just saw <coughs> me ate for dinner. Oh, I saw Meef's butthole. Hey, um, uh, Meef showing some pink for the eight people left in the chat. Stay cool and stay in the mix, penis. Not stay cool. God damn it. <sighs> Anybody else? Oh, stay calm. You know I could do it, but I'm stay calm and stay in the mix. <laughs>